The following podcast is meant strictly for entertainment purposes. We do not own the rights to any of the clips that we use. The 700 Tapes podcast will contain foul language, crude subject matter, and all kinds of other stuff you may or may not be into. If you're not into that kind of thing, I suggest you stop listening now. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 VHS tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia and you like VHS, and if you can find him, maybe you can listen to the 700 Tapes Podcast. also known as the gummy bear of Candy Cornia. First off, I'd like to implement new rules. There must be a new gym in every city of the great state of California. It'll be called 25 hour fitness for one extra hour of working out. Anyway, here in my home city, I've been able to find some wonderful musicians with whom I will present my music to the masses. Some of you know my movies with stunning images and powerful emotions portrayed by none other than me, Mr. Universe, and the greatest actor in the world. I will now attempt a recorded audio format to communicate some of the deep feelings I had while filming the classics like Kindergarten Cop, The Terminator, Total Recall, and The Terminator. Thank you for giving me your time, your clothes, and your motorcycle. Now listen up, everyone. This next one's called... Yeah. Come on, guys. You're supposed to come in already. Fear not, America. They're still on duty. That legendary duo still humbly withholding their true identity under the guises of a noble flying rodent and a commonplace backyard bird. Zap and zonk. Bip and splat. What reassurance for those sounds. What's up, freaks and weirdos? Jasperino here with the man, the myth, the legacy, Roman Alvarado. How you doing, sir? What's going on? I can't complain. And that intro was badass. Like, it was (laughs) definitely worth the wait. Little something I put together. (laughs) The dynamic duo of podcasting at your service today. Bringing you the 700 Tapes podcast, live like a suicide from the outlands of the Arizona desert. 
We are still marked safe from the COVID-19 coronavirus, Takate virus, Dos Equis virus, <laughs> and maybe even the Bud Light virus. I don't know. Takate Light. I don't always get the virus, but when I do, <laughs> it's Corona. It's Corona. Anyway, <laughs> as you guys may have guessed from the intro today, we are covering Arnold Schwarzenegger starring in Predator. I was going to say, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> if we don't make a stand now, there'll be no one left to get to the chopper. <laughs> so that intro, uh, the Arnold, is actually from, there is a band called Austrian Death Machine. And all of their songs are sung in Arnold's voice. And they're all about Arnold's movies. <laughs> the first track on the album is called Get to the Chopper. Bad. We're actually going to close out with that today, so you'll be able to hear most of that. Hell yeah. So, what's been going on, Mr. Roman? Um, to be honest, uh, just uh, nothing. Nothing? <laughs> I've just been working. Chilling, working, yeah. living life. That's what you got to do. I would like to say, here's your public service announcement from the 700 Tapes podcast. Live your life. Live it. Don't panic. Don't fret. Don't worry about all this shit you're seeing on the news. Right. Do your thing. Be the player that you are, and just do your thing. That's all I can say. You be you. Like those casino uh, billboards. You be you. They always show some weird guy on there, but, you know. Holding holding the cash, you know, a a big old wad of money that he did. Well, they ought to show on them casino billboards is like some guy that's all sad because he ain't got his rent money now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, here we are on a Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Coming at you again, I want to thank everybody that listened to the first episode of the podcast where we covered Mars Attacks. We love you guys. That means a lot to us that you guys took time out of your day to listen to us. We are now available on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, Stitcher. Spotify, CastBox, coming soon to iTunes and Pandora. I'm still waiting on permission to podcast on those venues but uh soon we will be there we are slowly taking over the internet podcasting game yes we are your friendly neighborhood vhs uh, vhs <laughs> tape heads your friendly neighborhood <laughs> tape heads is what we can say there yes so um i wanted to talk real quick about some stuff i did this week i finally got around to watching Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Nice. Have you seen that? The new one. Yeah. Uh, so or, so I've seen all of the Godzillas up to. It's the new, the one with uh, Eleven in it from Stranger Things. Okay. Yes. So I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it actually. I think two or three times. Really? Yeah. I just barely got around to seeing it for the first time, and I freaking loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. I had a lot of uh, like uh, nerdgasm moments. Oh my God! It's Mothra. It's oh my Mothra. God! It's Rodan. Right, <laughs> and you're like, "Holy shit! Is that Ghidorah?" Is yeah, that, that right? yeah, yeah, Ghidorah. I was like, "Holy shit!" And then uh, how? What's his name? Explains. He's like, he's a parasite. That's not you know. That's yeah. Not well, monster. They were, they were calling him Monster Zero because I remember the old movie mm-hmm. with King Ghidorah because uh, he was from space, right? And they brought him in, and that was. Uh, they brought him from Planet X, Planet X, okay, to uh, fight Godzilla. So yeah, I liked that they did that tie-in. Now, did you watch all of the credits? 
Did you get the King Kong tie-in? Yeah, there was there were so many different. Oh King my Kongs. God! When the uh, they were talking about they so were, they they were saying they, were like just, they, they popped soon, up different places and then they said Skull, Skull Island. Skull Island. I yeah. was like, oh shit! So I guess the next movie, um, Kong and uh, King Godzilla, Kong. yeah, fight. Godzilla versus King Kong. But the the thing with that is. They're both two juggernauts yep. of monsters. When I like that newspaper headline they showed that said, what is a king to a god? Right. And you wonder, are they talking about King Kong to Godzilla or Godzilla to King Kong? Right. Because on Skull Island, King Kong was their god. Mm-hmm. You know, So it could go either way that you read it. And I think with that, it's, uh, it's I, I think, almost how they did, um, well, I don't know. I was going to say Freddy versus Jason. But you, you I, I feel like you're going to have to pick a side, yep. and then they're going to team up. I was Team Freddy all the way on that, like, by the way. All the way. Like, like not, not even fucking... I, I think Freddy has too much pizzazz not to be... Right. You know. <laughs> I love that. Why won't you die? I actually got my Freddy versus Jason Legos right over there. Yo, he was fucking him up. You know, that, that little combo that, yep. that he hit on Jason? Well, like, you know, oh, that's still... Uh, it's still... That movie came out, what, 15 years ago, Probably. maybe? Maybe longer. That movie, the end, is still widely contested on who won, because there is an argument that even though Jason was carrying Freddy's head, Freddy's head opened his eyes and blinked and winked at you, mm-hmm. saying that Jason didn't win. He was in a dream, so he was still in Freddy's world. Oh, that's the some, theory oh, there. Some Inception type yep, shit. Yeah, huh? absolutely. So I wanted to really see a follow-up to that, which they never did. I thought it would be nice. Look, my thought was, fucking, he kicked him in the water. Yep. He fucking, you know, he died as a kid in water. Right. Like, that's been the whole thing. Like, his weakness is kryptonite. the best scene in that whole movie is when Freddy comes out of the water on the dock, Mm -hmm. and he just looked pure evil. Like, his his face was, like, all elongated, and he just looked like a demon. It was awesome. The funny thing is, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, because I remember watching the movie with my sister, and I'm like... That part, just that specific part, I was like, "Oh fuck no!" Right? Like he, because it, because he looked like you know just horrifying. He was pissed. <laughs> yeah, you look like your mom when you threw that cheese away. You're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, look, like there was a part of my soul. I was like, "Yeah, he got it." He, right. Yeah, right. He, oh my gosh! So, did you ever see the original Godzilla vs. King Kong? No. From like the sixties. So I've seen I've seen most of the Godzilla stuff, you know, um, with like the the little boy, and I think they were like collecting like coins or or whatever silver little pieces they were collecting, and then Godzilla had a son and all. Oh, that that's shit. right. Like I've I've seen all the corny corny shit. Son of Godzilla. Say, yeah. When he's dragging him around on his tail and they're playing mm-hmm. like that silly music. So I can't I can't say I've ever seen King Kong versus. Okay, it wasn't really Sanford and Son music. I don't know why I went there, but it <laughs> but was kind of it was like that. But um, they kind of fought to a draw at the end of that movie. They ended up just walking back in their separate directions. They left each other alone, but the. The King Kong costume in that movie was absolutely ridiculous. It was so clearly, it might as well have just been a dude like in an ape suit. It was a dude in an ape suit, but like (laughs) the classic, like with the plastic chest ape suit type of thing. Yeah, it was just bad. But I mean, for the nostalgia of it though, I I freaked out as a kid. Well, oh my god, they're fighting Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh my god, you know it's a it's along you know the same lines as uh, Ultraman and fucking a uh, Power Ranger. Oh right, all that right. Shit. You're like it's a guy in his. I mean, of course, but I'm you know <laughs> King, uh, fighting team, team Godzilla all the way. Team Godzilla. I I don't know. 
to be honest, I've never even had the the thought process of who who you know who would I choose. I do stuff in my head like that all the time. Hmm. Like I, I used to do this thing where I worked. I would walk around and ask people. Well, it started off with like people we work with. It's like all right, Frank versus Mike, fight to the death. Who would win? And then there would always be an argument. <laughs> I don't know. Mike did some time. I mean, he's pretty badass. I don't know. But Frank Frank's crotchety old guy. You know. But um, <laughs> but then I would do stuff like I'd be like Steve McQueen versus John Wayne. Who would win in a fight? Yeah. I think I'm going Steve McQueen. See, you're ridiculous. That's what everybody says, Steve McQueen, because no. he's small and he's fast. But, dude, John Wayne's giant-ass hands, all he's got to do is land one hit. One good hit, Steve McQueen's done. But John Wayne's been old a long time. Well, they're both dead. I mean, <laughs> well, you can't go by that. You're I'm talking saying. John Wayne in his prime versus, Steve. okay, like, vanishing point Steve McQueen versus big Jake John Wayne, I guess you could do, like, gotcha. something like that. But I'm still going John Wayne. I gotta go John Wayne. All right. Steve McQueen, if if he could keep John Wayne from from getting him, from touching him, mm-hmm. I think maybe he'd have a chance. But he'd have to wear him down, and John Wayne could take a hit. Think so? Yeah. So that, that's the kind of shit we used to do. Gotcha. I don't know what you guys think. Email us. Right. I'll segue yeah, yeah. into that. Email us what you think was something like that, or if you've got a, a dream celebrity death match in your head. <laughs> uh, Seven hundred tapes at gmail dot com is where you can reach us. You can find us at all those fine podcasting establishments I just talked about mm-hmm. under the 700 Tapes podcast. You can also find us on Twitter. It is Jasperino at 700 Tapes. I actually looked it up to make sure I got it right this time. Good. You can find us on Facebook under the 700 Tapes podcast. We have a page as well as a group that you can join, and you can join in the discussion. Tell us we're full of shit or that we're right on. Right. And... uh you can also find us on Instagram at 700 Tapes. So we're all over the place. Uh, what was that? I don't know what I'm thinking of. I ain't hard to find. I ain't hard to find. I don't know what that's from, but I, I'm probably several reasons. Right. I was. Uh, maybe I was thinking about a uh, that Shaggy that uh, that lover uh, lover where he goes. Uh, I don't need no glow in the dark because uh, it ain't hard to see. <laughs> All right, so we are doing Predator today. Predator, um, I don't know if you have any stories about Predator, but Predator is the first rated R movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Damn. I think I was in sixth or seventh grade when I went to see that movie. My, my older brother took me to see it. I was going to say, who took you? My older brother. And um, I just, I was shocked at all the F. I was like, man, they're dropping a lot of F-bombs. This is crazy. And that whole first scene, uh, Dylan, you son of a bitch. You son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, then yeah, it was dude, I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, man. This movie terrified me. Really? Yes. And it terrifies me to this day almost. Really? And that's saying something because like I'm a big, big horror movie guy. Right. Like I've watched a lot of shit. But there's something about the tone in which that movie was set and the ambiance of the movie. And the fact that they're in the middle of the jungle, right? This thing is after them. They don't even accept what it is till towards the end when people start dying. And I think the music score, and we'll I talk about that. Definitely the score. We'll talk about that in a little bit. For the sure. music score had a lot to do with it, especially at the end, where and I don't want to jump too far ahead, but where they're doing the back and forth from Arnold getting ready to fight and the Predator getting ready to fight, mm-hmm. and they're playing ball down, down. I'm like, dude, this is. This is some ominous shit right here. Like you it's know, a, it, it had that buildup that you're one just of like, these dudes ain't shit. walking out of this right. jungle, and I'm still not sure which one it is. You know, while you're watching <laughs> it, <laughs> but I remember um, 
Yeah, that was the first rated R movie I went and saw in the theater. The first movie I ever Dang. saw in the theater was Return of the Jet or uh, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, nice. Was the first movie I ever saw. Nice. But up until that point, it had all been PG-13, Back to the Future, Top Gun. I saw those movies in the theater. Hell yeah. But uh, this was the first like real rated R movie that I got to see as a kid. I'm trying so, to think. When's I, first, have... I was going to say, when's the first time you saw Predator? So... If I, you know, I got to give all credit to my brother, Chris Craney. Um, he's, you know, fucking huge sci-fi fan. And um, I think he's the one that actually got me into just movies and pop culture and shit like that. Because nice. uh, me being the, the the younger brother by eight years, it's always you want to do what your older brother is doing. Oh, so he's like my age. Yeah. So doing that, um, you know, I, I remember fucking watching just... Like uh, Ninja Scroll, for example. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking, um, I remember watching the Street Fighter II uh, cartoon. Nice. And the yellow uh, cassette uh, <laughs> uh, sleeve. I, I remember watching just, you know, a shit ton of just movies that, you know, mean a lot to me now because not only was were the movies cool, but it was me watching shit with my brother. Right. You know? So this is definitely Bonding. one. Um, so I think if I'm not mistaken, we did like a fucking movie run where we watched this one. We watched part two. Um, I think we watched, uh, fucking total recall. I think we did like a Harney run or something to where we were just watching all this shit. (laughs) By the way, on the anime tip, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I I kind of have to gauge our audience and see how into anime they would be, but I have Ninja Scroll on VHS. Hell yeah! I have a Cure on VHS. Hell, you I, know I've never seen a Cure. Oh what? And, and I know that's that's probably a little sacrilegious. No, <laughs> you know it's understandable. I have Apple never Seed. Seen it. I have Apple Seed on VHS. Gotcha. I have a few anime VHS, and it's funny because um, my son lives with me. He's seventeen now, mm-hmm. and my girl's son is almost the same age. He's also seventeen, but they're just a few months apart. But they're both big anime heads. Hell yeah. And a lot of my kids were, but every time I try, like somebody who's into current anime, mm-hmm. when I try to tell them, oh, you got to see Ghost in the Shell. Right. Or you got to see Ninja Scroll or right. Akira, they go, I don't really like older anime. The animation just isn't there. I don't know. I don't like it. I'm like, dude, without wow. those movies, there would not be popular anime in the US right now because that's the shit that started it all. That and, and like one of the ones that uh, I remember watching from like front to back. The series was Berserk. Oh, um, I never saw that. Oh man, and they they redid. Uh, I think they redid it on like Netflix with like the newer animation and shit, and it just didn't have the same oh. effect. It hey, did you? Have speaking of Netflix, did you watch the Castlevania series? So I was gonna watch it the other day. Like I've always liked Castlevania. Yeah, you know, just I will tell the, you the the back and forth of you know, I like you know, I don't want to say demonic stuff, but I like you know the person fighting against all of right. that so i think it's always real badass so uh, i remember playing the game and watching my brother play the game so dude i was yeah. looking at it the other day and i was like i'm gonna watch this i it just is, didn't have time it is not a waste of time let me hell tell you. yeah it is freaking amazing hell yeah i've watched it twice now i think that's really how, yeah that's how good it is because i yeah i grew up playing castlevania too hell i yeah. love castlevania i love that whole what's it called that whole style of gaming. Uh, I don't know, but it's it's the it's the stair step. Kind yeah, of where you're view. running, you're you're watching yourself run. That whole thing. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, so uh, maybe we'll cover some anime here. Maybe we'll do a, later on if we get a Patreon started or something. Maybe we'll do like a couple of animes on there. And if you guys want to see some anime, email us and let us know. 
you know, we're you being the we're graphic open. guru that you are, you know, put a, put together a badass like graphic tee and we right. do it or something. We're open to suggestions, so Hell drop yeah. us an email at uh, seven hundred tapes at gmail dot com. Let us know what you want to see. So, I have something new for you today. All right, sir. All right. Um, I would like since we're doing, um predator i keep wanting to say total recall because we were talking about it we've been talking before we got on the mic so it is so arny i know (laughs) we i don't want to do two arnold movies in a row but i'm tempted to do that next but we'll we'll wait a couple more episodes i think but um i think since we were doing predator and arnold schwarzenegger movie i want to give you some arnold trivia all right let's see let's see what let's see how i do and i would like to make this maybe something we do every couple episodes where we do some trivia so much so that I even made an intro for it. Hell yeah. Hello. You don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. You better hurry up. Live or die. Make your choice. Robin. I'd like to play a game. <laughs> yeah, like... The answers to this quiz are in Jasper's stomach. You have to cut them out. No, I'm just kidding. Yo, you were fucking killing with all these clips, man. Dude, like, I'm really enjoying it. You yeah. were fucking like... <laughs> you were killing it, man. Like, I'm sitting here looking like, holy shit. That's funny. Holy shit. All right. I was hoping that would freak you out a little it, bit. That's, look, that's why I gave you no warning before I did it. Look, so the funny thing is that that little laugh... Even before, like it was popular with, uh, with you know the Saw series, um, my brother, he, he used to work for this place called Coin Wrap, uh-huh. and uh, I think they like wrapped coins, you know. Imagine me, that, <laughs> right? And um, they gave him a, a Halloween basket, uh-huh. and in the basket there was this little witch, and it had that same cackle, uh, and it would laugh, about. and it had like these googly eyes, right? So. It was a motion detector kind of thing. Oh, so crap. You would think that the the witch was off and you would walk by it and it would start laughing out of nowhere. So nice. my brother would place it in random ass spots because me and him shared a room until, uh-huh. until uh, he ended up moving out. And holy shit, that little bitch scared me. <laughs> and then finally he was like, look, you can you can break it. So I fucking broke oh. that. I broke the shit out of that. Did you office bit. space it? Where oh, my to, like, gosh. Pull you off it? <laughs> Give it. Yeah, yeah to get out to the shooting range man I, I i went to town on that little bitch That's but funny. uh listening to that it, it definitely i had like this, brought it back i had like this inner shriek like Ooh. gave some goosebumps <laughs> yes all right so here we get here, here's what we're gonna do i have now i did not compile this list i got it off youtube but it's gotcha. the top 10 okay arnold quotes from his movies all right i'm going to play you the quote and see if you can tell me which movie which movie it's all from right. I'm not going to lie. This is kind of easy, I think. And uh, several of these are from the same movies. All right. Because a lot of this, a lot of the movies had all the good one-liners in it, Predator being one of them. Right. You know, with the stick around. Stick knock, around. knock. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so, be back. All right. Here we Shit go. Like I'm going gonna, gonna to play it, and then I'll pause it and ask you what the answer is, and then we'll keep track gotcha. of how many you get right and how many you get wrong. Should I, should I look away from the screen? No, no, no. I, right. I did it purposely. I got the answers written down over here with me. I was just going to play it off the YouTube, but you're able to see the screen, so I don't want. Yeah, I, I want to keep it as fair as possible. Right. And you guys can play along at home and right. see if we uh, get this right or totally fudge it up. Here we go. First one. 
you asshole. You asshole. Hmm. I don't know, I'm not gonna lie. That's probably the hardest one right off the bat. Just get so out of the I'm way. I'm gonna let me say, um, true lies. And it was bleeped out because it was YouTube. Gotcha. Is that your final answer? I'm gonna say it's either that or um. Let's think of some Arnie movies real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna go True Lies. Oh, it is not True Lies. Damn. That is Commando. Oh. And the funny thing is, the guy that he's interacting with there uh-huh. is um, Mac from Predator. Gotcha. It's the same guy that plays Mac in Predator. All right. All right. Here we go. That one was. All right. That was the hardest one. The rest of these I think you're going to ace. All right. Here's the next one. Total Recall. Oh, my God. No? That is incorrect. Oh, shit. It's a Kindergarten Cop. Okay. That's the funny the, thing is, I, I can't tell you the last time I've seen Kindergarten Cop. Uh, it's when they were all running around in the classroom when we first got there. Gotcha. All right. All right. Okay. Here we go. Here's the, You're going to get this one. I guarantee right. it. I guarantee you will get this one. It's best in life to crush your enemies, see them driven before you. And they hear the lamentation of the women. That's easy. Like, the funny thing is, because my boss quotes this shit a lot. Nice. All the time. And it's almost to the point to where I want to say the wrong name just because. Just to fuck with me? Just to be like, yeah. It was Terminator. It, it's, it's definitely He-Man. Oh, yeah. It's not He-Man. He-Man. It's fucking Conan. Conan the Barbarian. Conan. Correct. I'm like, the funny thing is he, he says it all the fucking time. Like, I think that <laughs> is great. His, his favorite fucking movie quote. Nice. I hear the lamentations of the women. That is, that is you know. Dude, that movie was fucked up when they were telling the whole story and he's like. He learned the joys of women when he was bred with the finest stock. And they just like throw that chick in the tent with them and like, walk away. And he's like, oh. <laughs> 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 he gets that look on his face like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I don't know which Conan it is, but um, I know that uh, James Earl Jones, who I was saying, I remember saying it in yep. the last episode, he turns into a snake in, in one of them. Yeah, was that was the that's Conan the Barbarian. Okay, I don't know, I don't because I know there was Conan, and then there was the spinoff with uh, so was it Red Sonia or he did Red Sonia, but he also did um, Conan the Destroyer. Okay, so I, I didn't know which one exactly what it was, but I remember seeing that and I was like, holy shit, he just turned into a snake. Right, <laughs> Conan the Destroyer was the one with the uh, he goes in that thing with all the mirrors. Grace Jones was in that one. Gotcha. And he goes in that thing with all the mirrors, and that guy lifts his hood, and he's like that big demon thing. <laughs> And it's like spinning him around by the feet, and they got the camera on him, and he's spinning, and he's going ah, ah, the the classic Arnold scream, right? But I enjoyed that movie too. Hell yeah! The end of that movie was the thing with the thing with the big horn, mm-hmm. and he had to break the horn off it. Yeah, and then the funny thing I always say about Red Sonia is there's a part in that movie where they're fighting that thing in the river. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we can't kill it. It's a machine. <laughs> Even when I was a kid, I was like, how the how? fuck do he know how? what a machine is? Right. That didn't how? make any sense to me. How is anyway, it a machine? Needless to say, there are no Red Sonja quotes Good. on this one. So, all right. So, we're, you're I'm down two and you're f- up I'm one. I'm about to so. one for three. Yep. All right. Yep, I'm, I'm Here we go. Here's down. the next one. 
We're married. Consider that a divorce. Mm -hmm. Remember? That, I think that was the first one that I said. Yeah. Because that sounded like a, what's her name? So I'm going to True Lies. Oh, no. Oh, wait, wait. All right. <laughs> All right. Total Recall. Total Recall. Yeah. yeah you I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. So I could see where you one, thought that was True Lies, though. But that's where I'm. Married, but, uh, that's I part know. where he shoots Sharon Stone in the there head. There we go. At the, like, as soon as I thought about it, um, because I had to remember the whole plot of Total Recall, of course. Right. Because um, it's. I, the reason I thought it was true lies is because the whole spy thing. And yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, you know. The funny thing is in that movie where the chick walks up to him after he after he recalls. Uh huh. The one chick comes up and grabs him by the junk. She's like, "What are you even feeding this thing?" He's all <laughs> blondes. Blondes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Sharon Stone when she was still hot. Right. All right. I think I saw Total Recall in the theater too. Really? I did see Total Recall in the theater. Uh, yeah, I did. Now that I, yeah, because I was mad that, because uh, I was a teenager, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, I was mad Sharon Stone didn't get naked. Of course. Uh, they got very close, but but then the three boob chick made up for it. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And then it was funny. And then the, the dude was like, you made me wish I had another hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's the next one. I think this one's kind of easy too. Sally, when I promised to kill you last. That's what made you, you did. I lied. I don't know. I will tell you that is my favorite Arnold quote from any movie he's done. Really? Yes. Huh. Oh, it's the best part of that whole movie. So I'm actually let me let me think uh, of some Arnie stuff. I'm gonna go Commando. It then. is Commando. All right. Ding 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 ding. All right. I was gonna cue in some buzzers and dings, but it was it was too much. It was too much. Okay, yeah. All right, so yeah, Commando. All right. Remember when I told you I'd kill you last? I lied. I lied. <laughs> oh, my God. There was an, oh. Um, and then later, after he does that, because the girl, I think it's, it's Radon Chong, I think. Uh-huh. Is the girl, is that the girl from Commando? I, I couldn't tell you. I think it's Radon Chong. But she's mad because he's just killing people left and right. She's like, can you stop killing people? And then after he does that, she go, he goes back to her and she goes, what did you do with him? He goes, I let him go. Because <laughs> he was hanging him off this cliff, and he just, yeah, he just drops him. Yeah, it's let awesome. Him, let him go. All right, here's the next one. Jingle all the way, jingle all the way, jingle all the way, jingle all the way. See you at the party, Richter. Uh, so with him saying Richter, it is definitely... Yes, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's when uh, the guy's arms come off mm -hmm. in the elevator thing. See what the potty reeked. Uh... <laughs> yes, that was indeed Total Recall. A couple of Total Recall ones in here. Yeah. That's why I said a lot of these were from the same movie. So I must say, I think that was two for Total Recall and then two for Commando so far. Yep, yep. And I'm not even looking at the list, just right. remembering what was what. Yes. All right, we're on to number four. Oh, I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a, not tumor. a tumor. At all. That is definitely Kindergarten Cop. Nope, it's Conan the Destroyer. Oh. Just, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's Kindergarten Cop. 
Ding, ding, ding. Bam, 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 bam. I think that's two for Kindergarten Cop, too. It was two for Kindergarten Cop. All right, Cop. so we're, you know, that's... Like I said, I did not compile this list, because had I more... If I had had more time to scour YouTube, I would have made my own, and there would have been different stuff on that. Mm. There definitely would have been some shit from Running Man on there. So, the funny thing, I've seen that movie one time. Running Man? Yes. Dude, it's freaking amazing. Yeah. The sound... I, well, I like it. Yeah, the soundtrack all in itself is just unbelievable. All right, here we go. Number three. That's the movie we're covering. It is the movie we're covering, Predator. Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! (laughs) You son of a bitch! Alright. Alright, number two. I'll be back. I'll be back. Oh, (laughs) shit! I was right! (laughs) You nailed that one. I was right. Wow. Not even. Not only did you get it right. Well, you haven't told me what it is yet, but I know you know. Yes. Not only did you get it right, but you predicted it, which is even. So we'll give you an extra point for All that, right. too. So that, that was definitely was. the first. Yeah. T1. Yes. Terminator. You need your clothes and your motorcycle. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is the last one. I would have thought that would have been the last one. Like, I know. I, I thought that would have been number one also, but iconic. it was actually number two. All right. When you hear number one, I think you'll know why. Gotcha. Here we go. Hasta la vista, baby. All right. And I'm not going to lie to you. This is going to sound like really, really fucking bad. I, I always forget what movie that's in. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. What? I, I know. Oh, my God. Do you want to take a stab at it? I'm definitely going to take a stab at it. T2. Yes, it was T2. <laughs> and that noise you heard at the end was the T1000 blowing up. I know. Because he was all frozen. Like I, want, like, I want you to think that I didn't know. Oh, uh, you. so you did know. Yeah. Uh, I really was. I, I bought Look, it. You got me I, on that I, one. Like, the funny thing is I sold myself. You did. <laughs> You're like the dude in Predator explaining his jokes to Billy. He's like. No, see, because. There's so an big, echo. 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 And the funny thing is, he laughs. Billy laughs about it. Fucking fifteen seconds later, right? (laughs) Hell yeah! Yeah, there we go. Our first round of trivia. Our trivia. Seven for ten. Without the extra point. Eight for ten. Oh, okay. You only missed the first two. All right. That's not bad. Yeah. Any better? I was. I was hoping there was going to be a little jingle all the way in there. That's one of my favorite. Put that cookie down (laughs) now. I honestly expected that on the list. That definitely would have been on my list. Right. Because I did that used to be um, at Christmas time. I used to make that my. Uh, my Turbo Man. Well, my notification <laughs> for when I got a text would be, "Put that cookie down now." <laughs> Look, like that's Turbo probably Man. that is probably one of my favorite Christmas movies, dude. Like, absolutely, him we and are, Sinbad together was funny as shit. We are going to cover that at Christmas time. Hell yeah! If we're all still here, hell yeah! And because uh, <laughs> I do have that on VHS, <laughs> um, we're gonna do uh, a very seven hundred tapes Christmas. Hell yeah! Where we'll do we'll do actually for Christmas. I want to do it for Halloween and Christmas. Sweet. An episode a week Sweet. for each one of those. That'll work. Because for Christmas, I want to do uh, Jingle All the Way. I want to do Die Hard. Hell yeah. I want to do Gremlins, and then I haven't decided like a. Uh, we got to go a Christmas Story. I think a Christmas is, Story. I do have that on VHS. I think that is you know like. I would do a Christmas Story, but you'll shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your. You'll shoot your eye out. 
<laughs> Either that or fucking Bad Santa. <laughs> uh, I don't have that on VHS. I know. It's, it's, I, know could, I don't know if I can find it. I think that's. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I think it's too new. To yeah, it might VHS. be too new, yeah. Um, Bad Santa was awesome, though. Yes. Billy Bob Thornton. Fucking him and, him and you know, B Mac, RIP to my guy. Oh, man. Yeah. Bernie Mac, him's home. <laughs> you want some milk and cookies? Want some milk and cookies? <laughs> Put the cookie down now. <laughs> See how we tied that all together? You're welcome. That's Hell what we yeah. do. Hell That's what yeah. we do here at the uh, Seven Hundred Tapes Podcast. We bring it all together for you. Chicka chicka yeah. Chicka chicka. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead, and I am going to do really quick. Let's read the back of this VHS before we get this craziness started. Hell yeah. And uh, stalling for time as I reach for my spectacles, spectacles. my reading glasses. His readers. We're going to do a little something right now that we call... The, the Tale of the Creature from another world, and this time, Schwarzenegger is the prey. Arnold Schwarzenegger stars in this action-packed adventure story of fighting men pitted against an unseen enemy, a force more powerful than their fiercest weapons. Recruited by the CIA to rescue hostages held by guerrilla fighters in a Central American country, Schwarzenegger and his men encounter an enemy unimaginably more deadly than any on Earth because the Predator is not of this earth. Packed with spectacular special effects and combat scenes of gut-wrenching power, Predator is the most terrifying and most exciting Schwarzenegger movie yet. 107 minutes. So there you go. That is the tail of the tape, the back of the VHS. Damn. If you didn't tell me that, you know, you were going to wing that, I would have never thought you were just winging that because you fucking <laughs> read the shit out of that. Like, I was, like, literally enthralled by every word. So when we were getting ready to start, Roman's sitting on the side of the, the desk that has the rewinder on it, and this tape was sitting on the rewinder, and I was like, oh, shit, hand me the VHS. I got to read the back of it. I forgot. And I usually read over him a couple times, which you wouldn't be able to tell. From the way I read Mars Attacks, but I think I was a little nervous because it was the first, first episode, yeah, the first and episode. I stumbled through it. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I did that off the cuff. Like that was like fucking dude. Bruce, if I hadn't Bruce seen Buffer it, type right? shit, like, yeah, <laughs> ding ding ding. <laughs> if I hadn't seen this movie uh-huh. and I was renting it, that would totally make me want to rent. Oh yeah, dude. Hell yeah, what's gonna happen? Well, we're gonna listen to the preview here in a little bit, and the Hell preview. Yeah. I have some I have some issues with the preview. Okay, and we'll talk about that when we listen to it. But um. Oh, what the heck? Let's just... Oh, you know what? Let me... Let's jump into this. I'm going to tell you the previews that I got on this videotape gotcha. before we do the preview for the movie. Um, there was only two. I was really surprised. There was really? only two previews on this tape. It was... And one of them was just a bump. The first one was a bump for Revenge of the Nerds 2. <laughs> All right. So it starts out in the study like with a lot of classic literature on the walls and statues and, and really nice furniture. Mm-hmm. And it's panning over, and they're not saying anything. It's just panning over, and they're playing like some classical music. And you're seeing all this 
really nice antiques and a suit of armor and like all this crazy shit. Like you would have like a rich man's study. Right. Then they f- over to the fireplace and there's a high back chair and you're like, oh man, it's really ominous. You're like, who's sitting in the chair? And all of a sudden the dude turns around. <laughs> and then it's like revenge of the nerds too. And that that's it. And I was like, oh wow. I was expecting a little more than that, but okay. The uh, next preview was, I thought, kind of cool. Have you ever seen The Pickup Artist? No. Have you ever heard of The Pickup Artist? No. I think I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. So this movie has a young ass, young baby-faced ass, Robert Downey Jr. in it. Really? I mean, he looks like he's 12 years old. Um, The whole... uh, premise of the movie is he's a he's kind of a player uh-huh. and he picks up all these women that's why he's the pickup artist gotcha because he's robert downey jr right you know what i mean post tony uh, stark he was still robert downey jr you know so they got him going through the movie pre pick- pre tony stark that's why i said oh did i say post, post yeah. i'm sorry that's, yeah, that's why you're here exactly to keep me in check pre pony pre tony pre pony boy pony stay solid pony boy <laughs> anyway Pre Tony Stark, he's mm. still Robert Downey Jr. So he's Victoria Jackson's in this movie from wow. Saturday Night Live fame. Uh, that's one of the chicks that he he Picks hits up. on. Yeah, um, dude. When I was growing up, I had such a crush on Victoria Jackson. <laughs> I, I'm not even ashamed to admit that. He's like no shame, no shame. Yeah, you're laughing at me, huh? No shame. I don't know what it was. I just, she was funny. Mm-hmm. I thought she was hot. I don't know. Look, Victoria. I even put on my oh. notes Victoria Jackson. Double exclamation points. Look, a, a woman after your own heart, huh? Well, because this was the, the late 80s, man. She was smoking still. Right. I don't, there's people out there that are yelling at me right now, arguing that she was never smoking. But I don't know. This was my kind of, it was that, my that thing. Was, that was it was my thing. Yeah. So then he meets Molly Ringwald. And it becomes a love story. He totally, 16 he's like, Candles. 16 Candles. <laughs> um, what was the other one? Um, uh, that was like 16 Candles. They, um, fuck. Uh, oh, crap. I'm really ashamed gonna, of myself. Look, they're gonna, they're gonna Aside fucking, from the Breakfast they're gonna, Club. They're going to crucify us yeah, for that. Yeah, 16 Candles and Pretty in Pink right. was the other one. But yeah, he meets Molly Ringwald and he, he's like, why am I in love with this chick? I'm supposed to be a player. So it becomes that kind of movie. Um, there was a recent. They've done well. There's been a ton of movies. Sounds, like to be that, honest, you know what you know what that premise sounded like. What Hitch? Oh, you know I've never seen Hitch. So it is, it is the same thing. You know, besides like uh, he's so the the premise of Hitch is pretty much the same thing. I'm a player. I'm a player. I'm a player. But um. now I'm helping people. You know, get to the woman that they want. So he has like the rule book and the guidelines for uh. it kind of thing. So it sounded similar to that. You know. I just saw the one where, uh, well, I just saw that it's, uh, what's the guy's name? Kevin James. Kevin James. It's like, he, don't. So he's don't just trying, he's a dancing part. That's the part course. I remember seeing on the like previews or whatever. Um, so he was trying to teach Kevin James how to get women? or Yeah. So okay. like his his, his, his whole stick was like, again, he was like the guru at, you know, getting women. So uh, he now used his abilities for other people. And then he comes across a girl that throws off his whole game. Oh, gotcha. So something similar to. So it's more like Will. It's more about Will Smith falling in love. Yeah. Kevin James. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, cool. I just remember Paul Blart. Right. Oh my God. Let's let's move on from that. All right. Let's <laughs> go ahead and uh, let's do the trailer for this movie. 
We have just seen rushes direct from Hollywood of pictures being released in the coming weeks. And we are proud to announce that this theater will soon bring you the greatest array of pictures ever to reach our screen. You'll see the finest stars in exciting performances. You'll thrill to the suspense, comedy, romance, and drama of world-famous stories. Here's a glimpse of a few of them coming to this theater soon. Rescue team, not assassins. Now, what do we gotta do? In a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer at the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here, you're in a world of hurt. Showtime, kid. Knock, knock. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now... What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took him. We cannot see it. Blood, no bodies. We hit nothing. But it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear. Whatever it is out there, it killed Hopper. And now it wants us. It kills for pleasure. He ah! will skin the lion. It hunts for sport. He's killing us one at a time. We're all going to die. But this time, it's picked the wrong man to hunt. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Century Fox presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June 12th at theaters everywhere. Dude, even the preview of this movie terrifies me. I don't know what it is about this movie, man. It spooks no, the it, shit look, out of me. It's that score. It is like totally that, the score. That like that is definitely like hair raising music, you right. know. As again, you're like you're so far caught up in the movie, you know, and the the sound effects as well. Right. You know, because when you hear an explosion, you feel like it's right next to you. Absolutely. Like you feel like you're in the movie. So. I think they did a hell of a job with that. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a couple things that I like and a couple things I don't like about the preview. Gotcha. I I wish, because this was the late 80s, mm-hmm. I think they could have used a different term than they're being led by the ultimate warrior. 
Because my original in my head, with the Ultimate Warrior running out, shaking his fist, shaking the ring ropes. You know, I'm just seeing the Ultimate Warrior in my head, and that's no, you know, no WWF Jesse Ventura. You know, right, right. So I don't know if they did that on purpose or or what, but um, yeah, that that rubbed me the wrong way. And then the other thing that rubbed me the wrong way was. When they said he kills for pleasure and hunts for sport. Those two things don't really go together. You either kill for pleasure or you hunt for sport. You're not really, I don't know. Killing for pleasure just sounded like he was a crazy axe murderer. Right. (laughs) You know, like grinding people up with a a meat grinder or, you know, chopping at them with a chainsaw or something like that. But, um, I don't know that bugged me, uh, I think my biggest thing with the with the trailer was um I felt like they were trying to sell. Oh, they totally were. Like, and, but they did a good job on some of it like when they were like he can see the heat of our bodies that, and our and fear. It was it like so that and I think the length of it. You know, because you got you have to think you have you read the synopsis on the back of the cover, right? Mhm. And I think of of course it's already after the movie has come out and stuff like that, right. but the synopsis on the back of it grabs you. And then with the trailer, it was, what, two minutes or whatever? Yeah, it's about two-minute trailer. That's, I feel like that's a long trailer. Right. And I feel like they had to overly sell it mm-hmm. for a person. I think there was a lot of the... I think one of my biggest pet peeves with trailers in general, not just this one, is when they give too much of the story. Yeah, and that was the other thing. In the preview, because the biggest thing in this movie, I think... The, the biggest ambiance of this movie mm-hmm. is that you don't really see the Predator till right. the end. Right. If you watch the preview, there's a couple of shots of the Predator right. in the preview. And I don't think they should have done that. That's what I'm saying. I really think they should have. You shouldn't have seen the Predator in the preview because that keeps you going, oh, man, what the, what the hell is it? Hell I, don't, yeah. I don't know what that is. Like, what am I going to see? What are they fighting? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think they had to sell that much for an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie in 1987. Right. Cause this movie came out in 1987. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold was the biggest actor on the planet at that time. Um, the budget on this movie was $15 million. Mm-hmm. They grossed their opening weekend, $12 million. Their total gross in the U S was 59 million and worldwide was $98 million. Ooh. So this, I think, uh, qualifies as a blockbuster, like a Definitely. box office smash. Definitely. Um, I went and saw this. It was probably the week it came out, if not the week after it came out. Because I remember it was the summertime. Gotcha. Um, because I was out of school, which is why we went to the movies. We went. I remember we. this is one of those things I remember very vividly. Like We went at like 2 in the afternoon because mm-hmm. there weren't that many people there because I was on summer break. Matinee. Yeah, exactly. And my brother was paying. So, of course, yeah, let's go to a matinee because it's cheaper, right. which I understand. But, um, yeah, this movie blew me away. Like, when I saw it, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And I know they mentioned, like, the special effects on the back of the VHS. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true, man. These v- the, the um, special effects in this were absolutely unbelievable. They look like, like what we were talking off, you know, off air. Um, this actually holds up pretty well. To, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, with, with the practical effects and then even with the... Um, special effects with the predator itself um it holds up like really really right, really it well. does and i think that's a, a, a trend for uh 
Schwarzenegger besides Total Recall. Yeah. Now, I don't own this movie on Blu-ray, uh-huh. but I hope to eventually because I'd like to see it cleaned up right. and see what it looks like then because I'm sure it'll look even better. I would assume and, so. you know, with the enhanced sound and digital and everything, it'll probably look really cool. I do have the super pimped out special edition DVD of it, though. Nice. Which is cool because it's a double disc. Okay. And it's got like little inserts with like maps and shit of the oh. jungle and like little technical like what they were probably looking at in the beginning when the choppers sat down Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty cool they put some good they put some work into it nice so this movie was directed by john mctiernan who you may know from also directing die hard okay he also did a last action hero also starring arnold schwarzenegger right and uh rollerball but we'll go back to die hard so this was a good couple of years for him. He did Predator in 1987, and then in 1988, he did Die Hard. So this dude was yeah. making some bank for a little while there. Yeah, And then sure. you talk about the score of this movie just being downright ominous, haunting and scaring the living crap out of you, nightmarish. Alan Silvestri is the guy that did the score for this movie. He did the score for another movie that some of you may have seen last year. Um, called Avengers Endgame. Damn. I don't know if you guys heard of that or not, but... Damn. He also did the score for Polar Express and Forrest Gump. But I thought it was cool that he did the, the uh, score for Endgame. I almost want to go back and watch Endgame again now and see... Because, you know, when people do scores for movies, you can... Like, a Danny Elfman movie, mm-hmm. you know Danny Elfman did it. Right. John Carpenter. Those mm-hmm. scores are absolutely... They have their... Uh, uniquely John Carpenter. They have you know? their... like Almost like with uh, producers now. Like, you know their, um, their certain uh, imprint. Yes, they have their. their... Well, it's like a directing style. Mm-hmm. Like Quentin Tarantino has yep. a very, very specific directing style. Um, another one, one of my favorite directors is a uh, uh, Italian Rodriguez. horde. Robert Rodriguez is another one, but I was thinking, um, um, Italian horror. Italian uh, Dario Argento um, made a lot of good Italian horror stuff in uh, the seventies. Suspiria, Deep Red, just to name a few, but. Um, a very unique directing style, the way he shoots his stuff, stuff that happens in the movies. Mm. There's always a gloved hand turning a dial or dialing a phone or doing... He's very big on, kind of like this, mm. you don't see the enemy or the bad guy mm. until you absolutely have to. And I think, and, that, is, I think that in itself is terrifying. And that's an art form. It yeah, really is yeah. because there. this movie, do I don't want to say do it's a... Do you feel a, like that's a stick or no? Like a stick? Like a, a trope, almost? No, actually. I mean, there might have been some tropes in this movie, but not mm. that. Like, I don't even want to say this movie was a slow burn, because it wasn't. It, it was like action from the beginning. Like, it starts and it never stops. But like you were saying before we came on air, you could watch this movie and not even realize there's going to be any kind of alien element or monster element to it before it gets to it. Yep. If you don't know what you're going into. Yep. It's kind of like, the next movie we're going to be covering is from dusk till dawn. Ooh. So that's the same thing that that was a Tarantino movie up until they got to the vampires. Yep. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's oh, almost, man. you know, natural born killers kind of thing. Absolutely. And then fucking you got <laughs> Buffy the vampire slayer. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like I could have I, probably picked a better vampire. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, almost like a lost art form to do a movie like this that keeps you enthralled that much mm-hmm. without putting in your face, 
here's the killer, right. here's the monster, here's what it looks like, right. here's what's going on. I think audiences kind of lost uh, their attention span and their mm-hmm. appreciation of building to something. And I think that's why the, the trailer kind of gets me because the movie is so, it's it's two movies in one. Right. And then, but you, they ha- they're selling the whole aspect of Predator. And again, for the first 45 minutes of the movie, there's no Predator. Yes, it is all. It's a, it's an army. Not even forty five. Like yeah, well, it's an army movie that right? you know that you're you're caught up in. You know, you almost think it's, uh, you know, uh, Vietnam until yeah. you realize it's not. The <laughs> uh, the Predator had eight minutes of screen time in this movie. Eight minutes. Wow. And the movie what is a hundred and seven minutes long yeah, or something so like that. So that's a hundred minutes of no Predator. Right. Exactly. Of stalking. And, and it's still and that's what. That's what makes the movie. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, just the fact that you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's happening. You don't know where it is. You don't know any more than they do in the movie. Right. And that's the thing. Like, with a lot of modern movies, the people on the screen don't know what the hell's going on, but you do. Because mm-hmm. they're showing you all this stuff. They didn't show you any of that. Right. Like, oh, crap, this thing is after us, and what's going to happen? And mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so freaking terrifying. So this movie stars Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch... Carl Weathers is Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Epidia Carillo as Anna. Uh, Bill Duke as Mac. Bill Duke was the, fuck you. Click, click. The gun doesn't work. Oh, fuck you. That, from that first clip. From the first that, was, clip. that was Bill Duke yes. pulling the trigger. Uh, very, great character actor from the 80s. Hell yeah. In For so sure. many different action For movies. Sure. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura is Blaine. I ain't got time to bleed. Uh, Sonny Landham is Billy. Uh, Richard Chavez is Poncho. And that's about it. Those are the seven dudes that were in the jungle. We don't really have to worry about them. Oh, well, and then let's give a shout-out to Kevin Peter Hall, who played the Predator. And the helicopter pilot. And he... (laughs) So you actually got to see him at the... He's the helicopter pilot at the very end of the movie that's flying in to pick up Arnold. And he's like 7'2". Yeah. Yeah, they got a huge motherfucker to play the Predator. They had to against Arnold. Yeah. Did you know, and then we'll jump into the trivia here, did you know who was originally cast to play the Predator? Give me a second. Let's see. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with, you know, just somebody off, you know, off the fucking wall. I'm going to go Van Damme. It was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Shut the fuck up. Jean-Claude Van Damme, they even did some shooting with him in in, in a different Predator outfit. They changed it afterwards. But um, they had him wearing this red suit because that's how they did the jungle scenes. Uh-huh. You know how they do like a green screen? Green screen. It was a red suit because it was a stark contract to the, contrast to the, to the green of the jungle. And then they refilmed at a wider angle and cut the red out of it. And that's how they got that whole... Like that whole like camouflage look, uh-huh. but um, Van Dam just bitched about the suit the entire time, and he was hard to work with, and he was mad that nobody was actually going to see his face, that he was just going to be credited as being the predator, but nobody was going to actually see him. So he was kind of a pain in the ass. So they ditched that, and mm-hmm. they got somebody else to do it. And I'm glad they did because, dude, Van Dam's like four eight. He's right. not that small, but next to Arnold. Seriously, it looks like you know David and Goliath. Yeah, it would have been like Arnold versus the Midget Predator. So you know? my my thought with that is, um, I can, 
I vaguely want to say, you know, that I read that somewhere. Yeah. But, again, nowhere even close. The reason why I picked Van Damme is because of it's the 80s. Right. You know, he's one of the biggest actors. Well, and I think time. originally they wanted the Predator to do more martial artsy type of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Of course. And it and I think that it wouldn't have been the same movie. No. It wouldn't have been near as good as it was. Because you have to think now, I think I think stature plays a big role in this because you got to think um again, Arnold's what? 63? Uh, something Maybe. like that. Maybe. He's huge. You know, and then just his just his size alone is right. daunting. So the the picture I'm going to use uh-huh. for the for this episode uh-huh. has Arnold and the Predator standing together, like in a publicity shot, like side by like side. We're best, yeah. Mm. And dude, he looks like Van Damme would look standing next to Arnold. Arnold. Like that's how short he looks. Like that that dude was huge. And and so let's let's take you know it, again in into example uh, in into consideration uh, stature. And the reason I say you know this is a big thing is if Van Damme is playing. The Predator, you go from this, you almost go from this thing stalking, you know, with the big stature to now this thing kind of waiting around, you know, right, kind of following them instead of leading them, you know, kind of. And I think there would have been more hand to hand, uh huh, other than the the hunter like stalking using the weapons, the ranged weapons and shit like that. And um, that predator suit that mm-hmm. the guy was wearing uh, weighed two hundred pounds. Shit, craziness. I would assume a lot of that is helmet, but damn. Yeah. And there were points in the movie where they actually had to rig bungee cords to him just to keep him standing up because it, it was so it was weighing him down it so makes much. Makes sense. Two hundred pounds. God. Yeah. So um, the film provided a variety of hardships for the actors, such as leeches, snakes, stifling humidity, heat, and rough terrain. All of the night scenes were filmed during freezing cold temperatures, which was especially hard on Arnold Schwarzenegger during the latter half of the film when he had to have the mud all over him. Right. Um, it was actually pottery clay, but it became cold and wet. He was warned it would take his body temperature down a few degrees, and he shivered nonstop. And when they tried to heat him up with lamps, it just made the clay dry out. Um, he tried drinking Jaeger tea, a schnapps <laughs> mixture, to warm himself up, but he just got drunk. <laughs> So the the clay was actually practical in the movie <laughs> and right. in real life. Right. So it's supposed to keep his body. It's supposed to hide his body temperature, which it did. Which it, it yeah. in real life as well. It, right. it dropped it. <laughs> um, after Dutch impales a bad guy against a wooden post with his machete, he utters the immortal one-liner: "Stick it around." Stick it around. This was apparently improvised by Arnold Schwarzenegger. That wasn't in the script, so that's pretty cool. So the the funny thing is when. Uh, the, the the first thing that I caught as soon as he throws the knife, you hear it hit the board, mm-hmm. and it's like I like I've, I've watched a um, a documentary on like uh, special effects and stuff like that. So uh-huh. with that, like uh, the the punch noise that you always hear in in, in movies is uh, is uh, yeah. <laughs> That it, it's kung fu movies. It is definitely not a person getting right. Punched in absolutely. The <laughs> I think I, I think I was watching. Oh my Myth god, Busters I love it. They went through it as well after you know watching the documentary because <laughs> the the practicalities <laughs> of uh, you know actual sound effects. So hearing that, it sounds just like a knife into a you know a board. Right. And <laughs> the other thing, the the whole reason he threw that knife, mm-hmm. it was because it was so heavy. 
he didn't want to carry it around anymore. Oh, damn. So the crew was like, just throw it, and then you won't have to carry it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I guess this was before, like, you know, real-looking props. Yeah. That was an actual fucking knife. Well, the other thing is um, they weren't wearing, like, modern um, army gear. They were wearing, like, Vietnam-era. It makes sense, because it um, looks like it. it looks... Ar- I-, I thought that, too. After I read that, I was like, ah, yeah, you're right. It looks re- it looks authentic. Yeah. And, and, and again, the, the whole jungle aspect of it. You would think they were in Vietnam until yeah. they until you see the girl and she's speaking Spanish, right? Yeah, because it was in Mexico. It was in so- South America, I right. should say South it's, America. It's South America for sure. But um, yeah, because you know modern the modern stuff is lighter. I think this was like canvas, like heavy canvas shit, like they wore in Vietnam. So all that sweating they were doing was authentic. <laughs> um, Arnold Schwarzenegger recommended Jesse Ventura for Blaine after interviewing him for the role. He thought he looked apart, was big enough, and had a deep voice, and was manly. Manly. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier Machismo. too. Machismo. This, yeah. this this movie like every exudes. guy in this movie, you believe he was really a badass. Outside of uh, Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah, the, the little, yeah, the one with the glasses. Right. Outside but yeah, of him. you believe they were badasses, and that makes it even better that they're getting picked off by this thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Because you would think that you know if the and honestly, it's because he was hunting them. Yep. If they had just all jumped him at one time, I think they could have taken him down. But that's why he took them out one by one. He was, you know, picking off the weakest links. Right. You know, that's what. That's pretty much what happens. You know. You Absolutely. Start, I'm starting to take off these people because these, and, as a as a group, they're a whole. And that's why, like at the end, when Arnold's the only one left, he mm-hmm. he, it was kind of like he was showing respect for him. Yep. Because he took the gun and everything off and the helmet, and he was like, let's just do this hand-to-hand. Let's do this you know? shit. And you still kick the shit out of him, but, you know, like it's kind of cool. Um, mano y mano. Right? Mano y predatoro. <laughs> that's ri- says predator in Spanish. <laughs> that's predator in Spanish. Predatoro. <laughs> Los predatoro. <laughs> that's Jasper Spanish. Shit. The original concept for this film originated as a, as a joke. Someone said that the only person Rocky Balboa had yet to fight was E.T., the extraterrestrial. That's funny. Yeah. That is... That is because now, I don't know if Stallone was originally thought of in this role, but I don't think he'd have been as good as Arnold. Fuck no, but you, you have to think... he. You have to think it's... It's, uh, um, it's Rambo. Right. You know, it's Rambo meets, like you said, E.T. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is what it That's is. That's true. Um... <laughs> that's funny so Shit. most of the cast and crew suffered from traveler's diarrhea since the mexican hotel in which they were living was having problems with water purification the only ones who didn't get sick were arnold and john mctiernan and later on you read it's because john mctiernan refused to eat any of the food Shit. he said they said arnold lost 25 pounds to do this role uh-huh. to look more buff and mctiernan lost 25 pounds during the movie because he didn't eat he wouldn't Shit. eat the food and probably better off because he didn't get sick. Right. Uh, Dutch's line, get to the chopper, is Arnold Schwarzenegger's personal favorite catchphrase of all of his films that he's appeared in. That's his favorite line. You would think that it, it would be hasta la vista, baby. Right. Or, I'll be back. No, that's his favorite, yeah. And we discussed earlier, mine is, remember when I said I'd kill you last? I lied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny that, look, so... You're gonna laugh at this. So the <laughs> I posted a Corona meme the other day, uh-huh. and it's it's a commando scene where he's holding the 
the rocket launcher. Oh, yeah. But it's all toilet paper. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I did see that when you posted that. So, That's funny. So it's funny that they had the exploding shits. And, oh, know, it's, that is it's funny. It's Arnie. Yep. And then the, the meme is all about toilet paper. See, there we go again. We're bringing it all together for you, the right. loyal listener. That's funny. The Predator's blood, a goopy substance with the color of Mountain Dew, was made on set using a mixture of the liquid from inside a glow stick and KY jelly. Hmm. That's seems, right. I seems, said KY. That seems seems about the viscosity of. Seems legit. Know? Yeah, like and it, you know, yeah, makes it more you know luminous. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Shane Black hated the glasses he was given to wear as Hawkins. He wanted to wear authentic military issue ballistic glasses worn by actual troops in the field. But John McTiernan wanted him to look as geeky as possible. And I would say he succeeded. He succeeded. Because he's, he's picked off first. Right? Pussy. <laughs> he was actually one of my favorite characters. He's, just because he was the only one that didn't seem like he belonged there. Right. Right? Um, Carl Weathers joked in an interview that Arnold Schwarzenegger got him addicted to cigar smoking during filming. Arnold, famous for smoking cigars, offered one to Weathers, who initially declined because he was a non-smoker from his pro football playing days, but eventually gave in. Once Weathers had tried it, Arnold gave him an entire box of cigars. Weathers ended this part of the interview by looking at the camera cheerfully, declaring, shame on you, Arnold, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I think pretty much every movie that I can think of besides like Rocky. Mm -hmm. Like when he's Chuck. Carl Weathers smoking a cigar. He's smoking a cigar. Well, you can blame that all on Arnold. Damn you, Arnie. Damn <laughs> you. So get this. This is a cool tie-in. The mandibles of the Predator mm. were the idea of James Cameron. Wow. Which yeah. is, of course, T1, T2. Yep. You know, and Aliens. Right. So Aliens wouldn't have been Aliens without James Cameron. And then uh, I remember actually seeing, because um, I remember my brother saying, it'd be badass if, you know, Aliens versus Predators, you know. Um, right. I remember seeing, I thought I thought he just made that up out of like nowhere because my brother was a big sci-fi fan. Mm -hmm. I remember him showing me a comic book. It was Aliens versus Predators. Oh, yeah. That was done by Dark Horse. Yeah. Yep. So, so that, and then the, the movies, you know, coming out later in life trash but nonetheless <laughs> right the same you know pretty cool premise you have the ultimate hunter and then you have the ultimate prey right blah 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 i actually read the entire series of books nice the alien versus predator nice and the first movie that came out alien versus predator where they were in the the pyramid with uh what is her name uh the chick from love and basketball yeah i don't uh, remember her name either uh sanaya lathan that was actually very closely um not not real close, but it was it was kind of close to the object of the books, the plot of the books. Gotcha. Um, because she's the last one. It's just the same thing. She's the last one left. She actually goes and lives on the Predator planet Damn. with the Predators, and they all respect her because she's got the scar right. from the other Predator, and it was a show of respect, so they accept her. And she actually goes on hunts with them and stuff. It's pretty cool. Badass. And she's got the shield that's the alien head and everything. It's, yeah, it's pretty So it's neat. loosely based off of yes. the actual... Yeah, that's the same character, that. pretty okay. much. Um, this is pretty funny. An attempt was made to get shots of the Predator swinging from tree to tree using a monkey in a red special effects suit. 
However, the monkey kept removing the suit, and the idea was abandoned. <laughs> George, George, George right? of the jungle. See, there you go, Van Dam. The monkey didn't like the red suit either. Right. You guys um, were just monkeying around, huh? Oh, that's bananas. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-S. So here's the other one. The machete weighed 20 pounds. Shit. The crew came up with the idea to throw it so Arnold Schwarzenegger wouldn't have to carry it anymore. That's the stick around. <laughs> All right, I'm going to talk about this later when it happens, but Bill Duke improvised the shaving. The crew scrambled on set to make a razor that squirted blood. Wow. I put in my notes when that part happens. I guess we'll get to it. But when they're in the chopper? No, they're in the middle of the jungle. People that, have died already. So he, so he shaves on the chopper sitting, as well. Yeah, okay. but he's sitting in, and maybe it's a nervous tick or something, but uh-huh. he's totally clean shaven and he's oh, yeah, shaving yeah, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. Why is he shaving? I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway. Um, the Predator costume weighed over 200 pounds, and even though at 7'2", Kevin Peter Hall was a large and powerful man, he had to be connected to a bungee rig to enable him to move more believably. Wow. And yeah, you're right. A lot of that probably was helmet. Yeah. The, okay, this this is probably my favorite piece of trivia. The weapon that Blaine is using is a minigun, Jesse Ventura. That yep. Brrr. Gatling gun. This is a weapon most commonly mounted on the side of a helicopter, and many, many modifications had to be made to make it usable in the film. It was powered via an electrical cable hidden down the front of Blaine's pants. The firing rate, the firing rate was slowed down to approximately one-third of the normal rate of fire. Fuck both to reduce consumption of blanks and to make the spinning of the barrels visible on film. That means when that thing's tearing down on you in a helicopter, you can't even see it moving while it's shooting. It is rumored that Ventura had to wear a bulletproof vest because of the forceful ejection of spent cartridges, but this is false. We can go back to the office here. False. False. Anyway. Unmodified miniguns eject out of the bottom with the cases essentially falling out due to gravity. Close examination of the film, especially the scene in which Mac fires the minigun at the fleeing Predator, along with the other commandos, shows that the ejection of the minigun was not changed. They were falling down, not up. So, so th- there's that. Watching that part, I automatically, like my, my, my clips in my head automatically goes to the Matrix when they're... Uh, they're trying to rescue Morpheus. Oh, in the third one? Yeah. No, 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 in the first one. Oh, the first one. Where he's in the chair and he like, goes, Rah! and he rips the handcuffs and oh, he runs yeah. and jumps to the helicopter. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, when, they're shooting, right. when they're shooting the, the Gatling gun, the casings are falling. The shot is directly above it. Uh, the the is directly below it, so mm-hmm. all you see is the cases raining cases. down. Right, so I automatically right. thought of anytime I think of like a fucking. I thought you were talking gun. about the third one where they had those big ass mech suits. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. So anyway, so this film had the second biggest opening weekend of 1987. Do you know what beat it out? Top Gun. No, no, uh, Top Gun was 1985 or 86. All right, wait, wait, give me a second, give me a second, and I'm not looking at the screen. I'm going to say, hmm. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> really? So that's Revenge of the Nerds? No, that's uh, 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 Hey you guys. Uh, uh, uh. I'm not doing it good. All right. Axel Foley. Oh, uh, it was uh, Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop. Beverly Gosh. Hills Cop 2. 
two had the bigger opening. Holy yeah. shit! Well, that's understandable because Beverly Hills Cop was such a smash hit. So you know, most I have both of those movies too, and we are going to cover them. I'm, by the I'm way. so with it. You know, the crazy thing is most um, sequels are killer, right? You know, for the you know the the first movie. So yep. to say that was bigger, and then and well, that was the first week, right? Yeah. So it had the biggest it opening made, week. It made twelve. This one made twelve million the first week. Right? Yeah, so, almost. It almost damn near made its budget back in the first right. weekend. The first Not weekend. even the first week. The first weekend. So knowing that, it's like shit. That means Beverly Hills Cop was making fucking oodles of money. Shit. Right. So get this. Shane Black uh-huh. came up with the coarse jokes that he tells in the film. So he made those jokes up. <laughs> he also this. I thought this was really interesting. He spent his free time on the set. Writing the screenplay for the last Boy Scout. Oh, I thought that was hella interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's for one. That is, you know, <clears throat> which is which is also which is also know? a movie I have that we're going to cover. Hell yeah! I'm, I'm look, I, and the funny thing is, I, I I think I said something about it last week uh, off air. I was like, man, last Boy Scout, right? Because you know? it's a cool movie. That's did that's another one I've only seen once or twice, but it's right? been probably twenty years since I watched it. And it's but it's one of those that I can. Remember, it's right? A, it's a, it's a remember. You know, it's a, it's a movie very memorable. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's jump into this. I am calling this section where we actually review the movie, uh-huh. and I'll make an intro for it probably because I'm totally digging doing that. Hell yeah! I want to call it the Be Kind Rewind. Be Kind Rewind because we are rewinding the film and checking it out. So feel free to jump in at any point that you want on here. I don't want to. No, you're good. Uh, you, you already know as soon as as soon as something you know catches so, uh, there. Where you start out with some opening credits with space, just a shot of space, right? Some opening credits, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Predator. So then a spaceship comes shooting across the screen and it ejects something that goes down. So you're assuming it's a drop ship and it's right. dropping the Predator down to the planet. Uh, but you don't know that if it's your first time watching the movie, you just see the spaceship, something gets ejected, and then they shoot. Uh, they cut to. A chopper landing, um, very ominous music right. through the whole movie, but it starts off right from the beginning. Uh, the whole crew from the movie is getting out of the chopper, but they're in civilian clothes. Civilian clothes, that's the first thing that I noticed as yep. well. Um, and then you see Dutch sitting by himself. He's the last guy out of the chopper, and he's sucking on a cigar. Um, the little piece of trivia on that is... He wasn't allowed to actually have the cigar lit in the helicopter for safety reasons, so they had to... Um, do CGI special effect to make the the cherry on the end of the cigar wow. like he was smoking it. Um, so Dutch is smoking the cigar. Then he gets out and meets the general. And the general lays out the mission for him. He says uh, a cabinet minister has gone missing in the jungle and they need somebody to rescue him. He comes walking in. And he looks across the room. And there's Carl Weathers. And then you get the they oh what's going on? They go up to each other and you get the feeling the famous Dylan. You son of a bitch! And they son slap their they slap their hands together, and it's got that close up of their, their huge arms, <laughs> and they're like squeezing each other's hands. And you can kind of tell that there's a, probably a personal and professional respect, respect and rivalry between yep. these two guys, and it's been that way for years because they've obviously known each other for a long time. Especially just off of the greet, you know, the the greeting that they, right. they show. Yeah, because some of you don't know that well, you wouldn't be like you son of a bitch, right? You know. Um, 
And then they're talking about past missions. Well, this isn't like Nicaragua or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, and then he actually asked him, he's like, why'd you pass on Libya? And then Arnold says, you know, we're a rescue team, not assassins. It's not my style. You right. know? And then... Um, foreshadowing. Yep. Absolute foreshadowing. And then um, he kind of gives Dylan some shit about wearing a tie, you know, and then he's like, we're going to go in and get them and, and get out before they even know we're there. And Arnold's like, what do you mean we? And Dylan's like, I'm going with you. And then he's not happy about that because him and his team work by themselves. They don't and, usually and take people you with see, them. You see that it shifts right there. It gets from a little the, tense. From the, you know, brother to yeah, what are you talking about? So from this moment on in the movie, Dylan is an outsider. Yep. None of the team wants him there. There's stuff that happens all through the movie that you see, oh, they are really unhappy that he's here. Yep. You know, it's, it's like... Uh, if you're at your job and they just suddenly, well, your supervisor's going to follow you around now. Make sure you're doing your job okay. That'll piss you off. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Micromanagement. Yep. So then they got the chopper going to the mission. And uh, uh, Jesse Ventura and the guys are gearing up. And they're putting the grease on their face. And they got Little Richard blaring in the background. <laughs> Long tall Sally. You know. Um, and uh, then we meet. um Hawkins. 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 And his crude jokes. And he's sitting with Billy. He's like, hey, Billy, I told my girlfriend the other day, I want a little pussy. And she said, so do I. Mine's as big as a house. And then Billy sits there and he's like, get it? Because you know, it's as big as a house. She, she wants a little one too. Like, eh, never mind. You know, and then a joke, joke falls funny. flat. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it, it isn't funny if you have to explain it. Falls, it. Yeah, it falls flat. And then um, Jesse Ventura put some chew in his mouth he's offering it around nobody wants it and he's like you slack jawed faggots this shit will make you a goddamn ty sexual tyrannosaurus like me like me yeah so we're really <laughs> we're really getting some settings yeah well we're getting some character building here you're mm -hmm. seeing that these guys are kind of no nonsense tough guys right and they've been working together for a long time and then Jesse Ventura spits his chew on Carl Weathers' shoe on his yep. boot. And then Carl is like, it's a real nasty habit you got there. You know, because that, that's all he's got. What are you going to say? Pussy. So right there, yeah, right there you're seeing they really are not happy with the fact that he's going on this mission with them. Because you have to think that is, you know, ultimate disrespect almost. Oh, yeah, you just spit on the guy's shoe. And especially the fact that he really didn't do anything about it, you know. Because the thing with Carl Weathers, you're kind of getting the idea that he used to be one of the boys, mm -hmm. but now he's one of them because he works in the office and he's he pushing papers. And yeah, now you're not one of us anymore. You're one of them. Yep. You know, you're on the outside looking in, and you you know your your claim your claim to fame is past glory. Exactly, you're resting glory. on your laurels. Right. So. They, this gets going pretty quickly. They land in the jungle. They're walking through, and almost immediately they find the crashed helicopter in the tree mm -hmm. and they climb up the tree and they, they realize that the pilots have both been shot in the head execution style. Mm -hmm. So something's going on here. And then something's afoot. Yeah. And they realize that, um, the helicopter was taken out of the heat seeking missile. Mm -hmm. So this already is not what they said. Cause they said it crashed. Well, it crashed cause I got hit by a heat sinking missile. Right. And somebody killed the pilots you and took whoever was out. inside. Yeah. You so know, you, you lied by omission yep. in this moment. So then Billy 
of course, and I was laughing. Ro and I were watching this. I'm like, of course, the native guy is the tracker. The tracker, you know, of course. Because Billy's Native American, and he comes out of the jungle, and he's like, there were six men, and they were all wearing army issued boots mm -hmm. they left on foot and then yep. they followed what the what did it say the yaks or bears or whatever uh it followed the the footsteps yeah that. so something automatically is not right and then billy hears something in the tree and um they track it down and what they find is skin bodies hanging from the tops of the trees there's like three of them three yep so then below the bodies it was like a big pile of goop and shit that would have been dripping off the bodies or whatever that was left behind for when he got skinned. And they find dog tags. Mm -hmm. And then Arnold looks at the dog tag and he immediately recognizes the name. And he goes, I knew these men. I know who Green this berets, is. Right? These were Green Berets out of Fort Bragg. What were they doing here? And then um, Carl Weathers is being really like avoiding, kind of avoiding answering the questions and kind of vague about his answers and not really answering so you know what's going you know there's something so other there, going on was there any uh there was no trivia about like the the goop that they that they left behind i didn't than, see any it was probably just KY your basic no <laughs> well i did that because it was interesting <laughs> it was probably your basic like uh corn syrup and, and red dye or something the crazy thing is uh the walking dead right so uh -huh. when the walking dead was you know just getting started um, you know, they would have people call into the Talking Dead, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, show. I remember that. Um, Alice Cooper called in one time. Oh, really? And uh, he was like, so when they're, you know, when the zombies are munching on people, it looks like they're, you know, chowing down. They actually used barbecue. No way. So th they, That's so, funny. So th when they're, they're chomping on people, it's... They're eating fucking barbecue. Damn. <laughs> I'll take that job. Hell yeah. I'm going to take a lunch. Right. Can we shoot that again? Get, right. Bring me some other ribs. Give me, give, me, give me some of the spicy sauce. You got some of them beans? <laughs> 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 so then they realized that there was a firefight. And they're looking at the shell casings and stuff. And they're like, they were firing all directions. Right. Now, keep in mind, these were Green Berets. And that's what they're thinking. Like, that doesn't make any sense. These are the elite of the elite. Yeah, almost. they were firing in all directions, but there's no footprints leading away. There's no blood, nothing. That's when he's like, they were shooting nothing. Right. So, yeah, right away something's weird. Um, then uh, Jesse Ventura whips out his freaking minigun, his Gatlin gun, and uh, now you see the first shots of Predator Vision. Right. Watching him from the trees. It's all infrared and you can see him, you know. So you're like, oh, that's interesting. Um, so uh, nobody likes Carl Weathers. Some people, they talk some more shit to him. And um, then they find, they go through the jungle a little more and they find the camp mm -hmm. where the quote unquote prisoners are and the gorillas are there and shit. Mm -hmm. And um, they're watching from a distance and they bring one of the prisoners out and they put him on his knees and they execute him. Right, and then that's when Arnold's like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna wipe these guys out now and see what's going on." So um, they start setting up, and he's telling them, "You two guys go over here. You guys go over here." You can tell they've been here a few times. They've done this before. Right. They knew exactly where to go, what to do. Aren't you know they're listening to everything Arnold says. So then um, Arnold gets in there like he's going to uh, go forward with the plan, but he notices. There's a truck like up on a uh, time out, time out, time okay, out. Okay, okay. You skipped, you skipped, you know, some vital parts. Okay. So going back to everybody not liking Carl Weathers. Yeah. So 
Arnold says uh, he does he does a hand gesture to where everybody flanks out. Yeah, everybody, yep. everybody, they break off and it's silent. You know, they're moving. Stealthy. Oh, that's right. And Carl Weathers slides. trips and uh-huh. slides down that thing, and then yeah, and then uh, Mac is like, "You give our position away again, and I'll fucking." What his his line is? Um, I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll poke you or something, and uh, you know, leave you. You know, I'll leave you here, right? Where no one right. can find you, or something, something like That's that. That's right. Again, going into, leading into the whole thing of we don't like you. You're an outcast. Absolutely. You're not part of the fold. You're gonna give our position and away. You're fucking us up right. already. You know, and he's like, look, before you fuck us up, I'll kill you. Right. Exactly. That I is will exactly kill what you. Him. Yep. Before you kill us. Right. Before you get us killed. Period. Yep. <laughs> and then. Oh, sorry. You can. No, that's perfect. That's a good backup. I think that's the note I made that nobody likes Carl Weathers. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So I'm writing really fast trying to get through the, you know, before I miss something else. But yeah, that's why you're here. Hell yeah. You know, because we see things that the other one missed. I think that's really cool. Well, I didn't really miss it. I just kind of, uh, yeah, right. He's Batman. I'm Robin. He's and I back. Have, and I have no, I have no issue with that whatsoever. You know, our positions are solidified in what we do and how we do it. So, um, indeed, Chum, it does appear to be a dire situation. <laughs> that was my very bad Adam West. Yeah, that was terrible. So, Arnold notices they've got some kind of weird water filtration thing going on with a truck engine and the wheels turning on a belt. No, 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 it wasn't water, it what was, was it? gas. He says in the movie, he says, Oh, did he? He says, um, it's uh, something, uh, their gas pump or something like that. Oh, yeah, I, I thought there was something coming out of it. Mm-hmm. It was gas, not water. Okay, never mind. Oh, they might drink gas down there. Like, no, no. Well, I think they were they were pumping out gas, you know, just to kind of yeah, yeah, uh, have all their trucks and shit. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, so that's what they were doing, and um, so that's good, man. You keep me on track. You're damn right. And uh, anyway, so he sees the whole workings of the thing, and you can see the light bulb going in his head, and he goes back and he kind of he hooks the belt, and then he lifts the whole truck at the back of the truck, and the little stump that it's on falls over. And then the guys are watching. And they're like, "What the fuck's going on? This wasn't the plan, you he know." Missed, like, he missed the crucial part. Okay, okay. Well. Let's he back puts up. a bomb. Oh, that's he, right. He stuffs. The, he puts the bomb in the back of the truck. And uh-huh. peek. He stuffs the right, uh, right. Because it's so it's gas. Yes. So he 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 plugs up the gas. Uh, he he puts like a uh, something over the the spout. Right. So he plugs it up, and then he puts the bomb on. Right. There, and that's when he lifts the truck. Yes. And then he lets it go, which I thought was ridiculous because there were no tires on the back of it. It had and like it, a, it had a little like the the yeah. back left tire. It had like a, a donut, right. but it was rolling really good. <laughs> right. And then For so sure. it's rolling towards the big hut where all the dudes are, and this one dude decides he's going to be a hero and jump in and try to stop it. But all he does is jump in in time for it to roll into that hut, and the whole thing blows up. And that's when all hell breaks loose. And oh. that explosion was sweet. Yes. That. This movie had Michael Bay type explosions oh, in it. Say Michael Bay. I'm just saying because of the big explosions. Uh, how big they are. Yes. The his, big. So like if you ever notice any Michael Bay explosions, they're the same fucking robe. Oh yeah, yeah. I did not mean that way. Okay, I meant cool. the 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 size. Real big. Yeah, the big yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Bayish explosions gotcha. is the only way I knew how to put it. Because yeah, of course he's known for the big. And reusing the same ones over and over like, again. Come on, it's the same bullshit. Right. Uh, but I, of course, yes, the the height. The, exactly, you know, that's what I meant. Like yeah, the grandiose, gosh. like boom. Mm-hmm. So then, um, 
the, the helicopter tries to escape. The guys jump in the helicopter. And they're trying to get out, and they just rocket launch the shit out of it. Look, they were so like up. I was. I think I counted uh, how many times Arnold used the fucking rocket launcher. Right, and he was the grenade launcher. He, was, I think he did it like six times. Yeah, he, he was pumping that bitch. Oh out. yeah, and then like there's a bunch of dudes like up in a crow's nest or something, oh. and Billy just tosses the grenade up there. Dunk, another explosion goes off, and then. That's the part where Arnold's in the little shack and he throws the machete at the guy and he's all stick it out. Stick it out. So then um he then he busts down the door, he's like, knock, knock. <laughs> yeah. So we got some great action stuff going on here. And then someone's trying to sneak up behind him mm-hmm. and he cold cocks him because he sees him coming, and then you get the reveal, it's a girl. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, it's a girl. So, then they have another talk about something's up. Um, the guy they were there to get was not an ambassador or whatever they said he was. He was CIA. Mm-hmm. And then Carl Weathers is, like, picking up papers. And he's like, oh, that's what we came for. I got everything I wanted. I got what I can. he's like, what do you mean? This is what you, I thought we were here to rescue people, and you're here to get this shit. He goes, I just stopped an invasion or whatever. You know, this thing. shit was going to be over the border, to, you know, in 24 right. hours. Yeah, and it's, they put this together for six months or whatever, da-da-da. And Russians were involved somehow, and there was, like, a bunch of stuff going on. You pretty much find out Carl Weathers knew exactly why they were there, and he was dishonest the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, he lied to them to get them there because they were the only right. ones. They were because they they had sent the green berets first, uh-huh. and those were the guys hanging in the trees. That's why they had to get Dutch and his dudes because they were the only ones that could do it. Wait, wait, wait. So what happened was because he says because Carl Weathers says um, my men were the ones in the helicopter. Yeah, he's like those were my men too. So, yeah. So the men, so those were his his helicopter goes down. Yeah. So then he sends in the green berets. Yes. Which then gets skint alive right. yep. or uh, you know skint or whatever. And then he's like, skint? now, skint. skint, yeah, S-K-I-N-N-T. I heard that, skint. skint. It's like Wolverine, skint, skint. Yeah, it was skint alive, you know. I seen him do I, it. I seen it, so seen <laughs> it is S-E-E-N-T. Right, right. Seen. Not to be not, confused with skeet. Yeah, or not to be confused with seen, even seen. though they mean the same thing. I seen him do it. Seen it, you know what I'm saying, that's that's uh, Ebonics. Right, for, uh, right. All the... I got you, I got you. <laughs> but that's, so that's what sets it up to where it's like, look, we need the best of the best because right. the best of the best, quote unquote, were skinned alive. Then we get the uh, two classic Jesse Ventura lines, they're dug in like an Alabama tick. <laughs> and then the guy goes, you're bleeding, he goes... I ain't got time to bleed. He goes, you got time to duck, and then they shout out because he shoots the he sh- uh, he he shoots he pops two grenades up. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop, pop. You got time to duck. <laughs> so then, yeah, then they realize it was all set up. Um, Carl Weathers getting his info that he wanted, and then he tells Dutch, like, "You're out of touch. You're an asset. I used you to get the job done. You're you expendable. Know, you're expend. You and your men are expendable." <laughs> and total, like, bureaucrat. Right. You know, the soldiers are expendable now. Which really, because if he was one of the boys before now, yeah, he's totally a sellout now. Right. He's totally on the other side. With that, with just that alone. With just that, saying that, you're an, an asset, you're it's, expendable. It's almost a, a pompous statement because... Absolutely. I've, I've, you know, went from your position to something greater. Right. Even though and I want to be than back you now. in your position in this, right. this blaze of glory. Yep. 
So they decided to take the girl as a hostage because she could have more info. Right. And um, now we get more predator vision from the trees. Wait, Ar- Arnold says, he says, because uh, 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 they were just going to kill her. Yeah. And he's like, no, you know, she, she knows the whole plan. Exactly. He's like, if she gets, you know, if she gets behind and you get left, you're on oh, your yeah, own. Yeah, she's on, it's all, yeah, this is all on you. This is all on you. You're babysitting her pretty much. You're on, it, it is we will leave you, you here. Yeah. Yes. Because at this point, he doesn't care if Dylan lives or dies. He's Cause, pissed. Because now he's he's to the point to where you, you've kind of seen everybody get a stick at, you know, Carl yep, Weathers. Yep, absolutely. Now it's coming from the top. Yes. It, it, it has worked all the way up to where I've had it up to here with you and all your dumb bullshit and rhetoric, you know, yep. that has got us to this point because you sold me on bullshit. I told you I wasn't right. a mercenary. I told you what my stance was on all of this. Yep. And... You willingly fucked me. Yes. Because now you've went against my morals and my values on what I've stood on. You've now got me to this point to where it's like, fuck you. And you fronted like you were my friend the whole time you the did The whole it. time. Yep. So Again, then, more, more character building. Yep, absolutely. There's a lot of... This isn't your standard... Uh, Shoot em just up movie. kill everybody off movie. Sci-fi like, there's, shit. Yeah, there's a lot of character development in this because and a lot even, of backstory. Even up to this point, you forget it's still a sci-fi movie. Exactly, and it's really good at pulling you into that. Hell yeah. Because this could have just been a war drama. Yep. You know, action movie type thing. So um, we get some more Predator Vision watching them from the trees, and they're trying to get extracted, and the people on the radio are telling them it's too hot. We lot. can't come in and get you. Still you got to get over. The, you got to get over the border before we can come get you. Mm-hmm. We can't come in. So they're asking Billy. You know, how do we get through? And his good line, the great line. Billy's like, the only other way out of here is through that valley, and I wouldn't waste that on a broke dick dog. <laughs> 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 and I keep trying to think of like situations in my life where I could use that line, right? And I don't think I've ever been in one. <laughs> yeah, because that means you're fucked, right? Like, like I wouldn't waste that on a broke dick dog. Like I don't even like to be honest. I don't even know what you know, like, like <laughs> how and in, in what context do you use that? Exactly. <laughs> and maybe I don't ever want to use it because yeah, it means you are truly a, like to quote fuck. snatch proper fucked, <laughs> you know. So this is when you realize that the predator is recording them. Yep. And it's kind of playing it back and listening to them, and it's like learning from them. Um, it's watching like their actions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then, um, it's taking sound bites of their voice. Yeah. And and you, and you can hear it playing with the voice over and yeah. over until it gets pitch correct. Exactly. It gets, it gets it again. It's it's the hunter learning its prey. Yep. It's like using a, like a duck call or something uh-huh. like that. So then they're walking through, and Carl Weathers is walking, and you see Matt coming up behind him with a knife. And like, oh shit, he's he's gonna gut him, and then he comes down and he, and he taps his shoulder, and there was a scorpion on his shoulder, and he stabbed the scorpion with a knife, and he holds it up so he can see it. Like, see, I'm trying to watch out for you, and then you're a dick. So what happens? Because he because he tells them they they all stop, and he's like, hey, come here. He's like, huh? He's like, hey, <clears throat> yeah, come yeah, here. yeah, yeah. He finally comes over, and he turns him around. And then that's when you see the knife come down. Right. It, it, you, you barely see it in the picture. And all you see is the knife in his shoulder. Mm. And then bam. And then that's when it's like, look, there's a fucking scorpion on your shoulder. Right. Like, you know, as much as I said I would kill you, I'm still looking out for you. If this thing had stung you, it would have really been irritating. 
<laughs> right. Okay, so when I was a kid, I used to think if you got bit by a scorpion, you died. You were dead. Yeah. You were dead. So I, I don't know. I think I told you this story a couple of years ago. I got stung by a scorpion in my sleep like six times. Right. And I finally rolled around and killed it in my sleep. You know, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, I was okay. I didn't die. So apparently, yeah, if you'd been bit by the scorpion, man, that really would have been irritating. Right. <laughs> Unless you're like, you know, fucking deathly. Dude, because it sucked. It stung. It fucking, it got all nasty. It Yeah, it was inflaminated. <laughs> exactly what happened. You know what I'm saying? That inflammation <laughs> is killer, man. Flamin, flaminatorium. <laughs> Yeah, it burned. It burned really bad, but you know, it didn't affect my health at all or anything. So, so then we get to uh, we're back to uh, what's his face? Or no, uh, the glasses guy, uh, Hutchins. Uh, Hutchins and Billy again, right? And he says, uh, "It's the pussy echo joke." Echo, echo. He goes, "Hey, I want, hey, I want some pussy. Hey, I want some pussy." Oh no, he goes, uh, "What did he say?" He goes, no, "Damn, no. Uh, damn, you got a big pussy." Damn, you got a big pussy. Why'd you say it twice? I didn't. Ah, and then Billy sits there for a minute. And it's finally, an echo. Yeah. Get it? Because it's so big. There's there's an echo. And then Billy sits there for a minute. And he's like, ho, 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 Santa-like. Yeah, exactly. Just this deep laugh, which is important later on in the movie because then they show the Predator recording it. Uh-huh. Because he's watching him from the tree. So now we got more Predator vision. Uh-huh. He's watching him some more. And I love the way they did this, that the Predator is interacting with them, but he's not. Right. You're getting some Predator, but you're not getting a full-on, but dang, in your face. Uh-huh. It's, it's the slow, they're just easing you into this, like, you don't know I'm, what's going I'm on. I'm stalking, because now you feel the, the, the hairs on the back of your neck standing yep. up, because you see what we just saw in regular vision right now in and this is vision. the first time that they're really showing you that he sees an ultraviolet because yep. he's seeing the red of everything going like the just the way that they shot it they're opening up a little more about what he's doing mm-hmm. and then he's mimicking the laughter right to himself so uh when he goes over because because uh um i can't think of the guy's name Baldhead dude Oh, Mac. Mac. I yep. was going to say Dutch because clearly it's not Dutch. It's right. Arnold. So Mac, um, after he kills a scorpion, he steps on the scorpion. Yep. So um, the predator, And they show the scorpion. It's not red anymore. It's, yes. yes. I was, yep. was going to say that. So the, the right. predator comes up and picks up the scorpion. And at first I was like, why is he picking up the scorpion? And then it shows that he's looking through the heat vision. Mm-hmm. And the scorpion's in his hand and it's black. Right. So it's of course it's dead because it, you see... Uh, Mac step on it. Yep. So seeing that was pretty cool. And that's how they're telling you uh-huh. this is how he sees things. Right. And it's just a subtle explanation, but mm-hmm. it's enough that it gets it through your head that you understand what's going on. Right. Yeah, even if really you didn't cool. even if you didn't understand it in that very present moment. Right. It's like, oh damn. And I hate cool. that about like a lot of modern movies, let's say there's some twist at the end. Mm-hmm. They always feel like they have to explain the twist to you. Right. Like the guy wasn't dead, and or you thought the guy was dead, the bad guy, and then he's not dead, and he's like, "It was me all along," and you realize, "Oh shit!" When he died, he didn't really die. Right. But they have to go back and show you how he didn't really die. Cliffhanger. He's hanging on. Still. Yeah, they don't let you like fill it in for yourself, uh-huh. like they like you used to be able to. And I I don't know if it's a dumbing down of the audience or what, but they have to go back and explore, or have to physically like. 
vocally say, well, when I da 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 this is what, so I didn't really die. So with, well, uh, um, fuck, what is the movie? They just redid it with Harrison Ford. Blade um, Runner? Yes. Uh-huh. So I remember watching Blade Runner a couple years back, and I've never watched Blade Runner before. The original? The original, okay. right? And I knew from, from Jump he was a replicant. Right. From right, Jump. Yeah. From jump, and the one part that that stuck out to me the most, he's in his whole, he's in his apartment talking to the girl, uh-huh. and he offers her something to drink, right? Mm-hmm. So he goes to hand her something to drink, and it's a quick, quick, quick flash, but you see his eyes, they they're like cat, like a oh. cat eye, and I knew right away, boom, he's a replicant. So, um, the guy that I watched it with, uh, he was one of the. Uh, custodial workers at my school uh-huh. and we always you know shot the shit about you know pop culture yep. and movies and stuff so me being a grown-up i seen him and he was like hey i'm about to go watch blade runner you should come watch it with me nice like not on like no creepy shit or nothing no, like no, that, but no. on again on some pop culture shit so i, right. I watch it with him and he's like cause I, I had him pause it i'm like he's a replicant <laughs> and because because they leave that up to you know your, yeah. your understanding at the end of the movie Right. Sorry if I, you know, just fucked it up for you guys, but um, they leave it up to your interpretation. Is he a replicant? Is he not? They don't. Exactly. They don't give it off. You know, they don't give that off. Right. Until you know. So I, I pointed that out, and he's like, "I've watched this movie a hundred fucking times, and I've never, never caught, caught that." that. I like, didn't either until you said it just now. Uh-huh. Oh, I haven't watched Blade Runner a hundred times though. I, I've seen it a couple times, and it's one that I'm going to give another chance because I have the director's. I, it is. I have it's the director's fuck. cut. On VHS, uh-huh. I just picked it up and swapped me a couple weeks ago. We're gonna cover it, gotcha. Because I feel like I need to give it another shot. Because uh-huh. I watched it a couple times when I was younger, and I was like, "This movie's boring as hell," as and I don't like it. Right. And then a lot of people, especially for it to be such a big side. Yeah, movie. a lot of people get really mad when I'm like, "I don't like Blade Runner," no. and they're like, "What?" So I think it's one of those things because I used to hate Halloween three. Gotcha. I wouldn't watch it. I didn't want anything to do with it. I'd seen it a couple times. I didn't like it. I revisited that movie a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. It's a good movie. Gotcha. I like it. I, I really, really like it, you, actually. Do you think you went into it with certain expectations? because of well, I think when two, I was a or? kid, I was just mad because Michael Myers wasn't into it. Gotcha. Wasn't in it, so I wasn't going to be into it. I wasn't going to give it a chance. But going back through different eyes, giving it like an open, you know, right. being a little open-minded going into it. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to give Blade Runner another shot. Look, like, and we'll see what happens. I so watching Blade Runner, I was like, "This movie is boring." Right. Like, so he's hunting replicants, you know, and it almost has the the feeling of like mutants and X Men because right. of how it's the you know civil rights movement, you know, kind of thing. Because you know that's what X Men is based it, off. Absolutely. Of. So absolutely. it's 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 that same thing. And then the whole time, it's, I hate, you know, this thing, but I am this thing. You know, kind of like Blade. Yeah. Blade hunts vampires, but he's a fucking vampire. He is a vampire, exactly. You know, so I I hate what I am kind of thing. So the whole time, I'm just like, come on, Indiana Jones. Crack crack the whip. (laughs) Come on, Han Solo. (laughs) Right. Let's get this going. (laughs) Right. All right. So we're coming up real close on our first death now in the movie. Hell yeah. of Of the main guys. Right. So, um... The girl tries to run, and they run her down, and uh, Hawkins tackles her, and um, we're back to Predator Vision. He's watching them chase her, and then uh, Billy is spooked, 
And Arnold's like, what's going on? And he's kind of just staring off into nothing. And he goes, there's something in those trees. And that scared the shit out of me. I mean, I keep saying that about this movie. It, mm-hmm. it, dude, it, I really like this movie because of the emotional effect it has on me. It's like right. when Billy's just staring off and he's like, there's something in those trees. You're like, oh, yeah. And I you know you're related with this. It's like if you're in somebody's house staring off into something, you're like, there's somebody standing in the corner over there, but yep. nobody else sees it. I don't know. Yep. That's a whole because other thing. Because it's, but. so what it is, it's the, I know something's there. It's even instinctual. Though I can't see it. Because yes. the whole time up to this point, he's using primitive tactics, right. you know, to, to get ahead of certain things, you know, to, to track down the the group of gorillas, yep. you know, to to do all of that. He's, he's used all these very, very primal, basic, you know, instinct to get you there. Yep. And then... My tracker is now spooked. Right. Oh, exactly. Shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so then, um, Hawkins tackles the girl to the ground mm-hmm. and ends up getting dragged off by the predator. Yep. And killed. So he's done. He's gone. Uh, do you have anything you want to add to that? I did that kind of quick. But. So with so the whole thing with that, um, what what kind of pissed me off about it is he's trying to plead with her. He's right. like, no, 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 just, yeah. just don't, just He's don't, trying just to be don't, cool. yeah. just don't, and then, boom, he gets, he gets ganked. Yep. And then the the first thing is, um, and and Arnold, you know, kind of says something about it, um, because uh, the other guy is now talking to the chick because yep. she's she's deer in the headlights. You know, well, it's funny because he follows the trail of blood, right, and gear because there's just gear and blood and gear and blood. He's following the trail. And he and what, finds... And what's, what's his name? I can't think of his name. It's uh, Sanchez or... Yeah, there we go. Was it Sanchez? Uh, I think so. It's something... It's something Something, S. yeah. But um, he finds a big pile of guts. Mm-hmm. And then they catch up to the girl. And Arnold's like, this isn't her blood. And Carl Weathers goes, what did you do to him? And I'm like, really? Right. You think she did something to him? Like, right. really? He is in denial this entire movie. Mm-hmm. The whole time, they're like, there's something. Because like, she's the enemy. There's just a couple guys out there. Because she's yeah. the enemy. Exactly. Um, th- so even with that, um, what happens in that in that that moment, you know, because Arnold comes in and kind of gives a little clarity. Mm-hmm. Because dude Sanchez is talking to her in Spanish. And Sanchez, that's it. I think it's, I think it's Sanchez, if yeah, I'm not yeah. mistaken. He's talking to her in Spanish, uh-huh. and then Carl Weathers says, that doesn't make sense because what she says is the jungle came alive yeah, and took him. Right. So he's like, that doesn't make sense. Again, you said he's in. He's he's coming from the denial standpoint. Yep. You know, again, you're the enemy. No. What did you do? Again, and that's when Arnold's like, you know. Right. It's uh, Poncho, by the way. There we go. Poncho. Poncho. I knew it was something... Yep. You know, uh, of the Latin descent. Sorry, we were being uh, stereotypical there. But he doesn't look. Poncho, you know, if we're going to typecast, Poncho is definitely. Hey, I'll tell you, I love Ponchos. Yeah. I used to like to raise that little flag. Yeah. And they would bring you more sopapillas over. Yeah. Hell yeah. See, look, you know what I'm talking about. They don't look. If, if you're not from, you know, the greater Phoenix area right. in, in the 90s. Yeah, there's no more Ponchos there. No. That makes me sad. Man, it was like. They made know, a mean. Uh, uh, Chili Riano too. Man, you like oh. you would, it, the 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 cool thing is it, it it made you feel like you were in, in a, a lunch line, right? You know, as a grown up. Yep. <laughs> hey, can I get some more of that? Yeah, just raise that flag. Anyway, right. 
So yeah, now they're arguing because yeah, he's saying she's saying the jungle took him, and yeah, he's like that's that doesn't make any sense. And then they're looking for Hawkins. Well, then Jesse Ventura finds Hawkins hanging from the tree, and he's skinned. Mm-hmm. Is he skinned? I can't remember. Or is he just hanging there? I think he. I think. Uh, yeah, I think he's skinned. Okay, if I'm not mistaken. So then, the predator just blows out Jesse Ventura from behind, like <laughs> just the rocket thing comes and just blows his chest out. Um. Now I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, uh, that fucked with my head a little bit. Right. When the, he was laying there and he was like, "Oh, I about to say fucking ribs all fucked." Yeah, up. because I grew up with Jesse the Body Ventura, the wrestler, like watching right. him wrestle and stuff. And then I'm looking at him dead. It fucked my head up a little bit. I'm not even <laughs> gonna lie, because I was still young enough that I knew it was fake, but you uh-huh. don't. You're thinking like. Just Jesse the Body Ventura. What the heck, man? He you just know? died and right yeah. in front of my eyes. Right? Yeah. I, I think the cool thing about that shot was how they shot it. They shot it from the frontal. Yep. And he's getting blown up from behind. Yeah. Like it, it was, was a bad, really, like it was visually. Really well done. They fucking. Absolutely. That, that angle that they shot it at, I yep. was like, holy shit. Yes. And then there's a little gleam before the second shot and he gets shot. Right. Again, you're like, right. fuck. Right. So then, yeah. Double tap. So, yep. So then. <laughs> They see the predator outline uh, in the tree. Um, Mac. Mac sees it. Mac sees him, and then the the eyes glare. Yep, and then they just because he keeps saying that later. The eyes just disappeared. Uh huh. The eyes just disappeared. So then they start tearing the shit out of the jungle. Yeah, but so he picks up the minigun and he just and starts they're just going. and they they just rip that jungle a new one. There's like hardly anything left. I think I think the cool thing about that scene is he's fucking he's going at it with the you know the Gatling gun. Yep. And every there was no words exchanged. Everybody they all just, just started like, firing in that direction. <laughs> yeah, and was, Arnold was just letting out. <laughs> right, I'm like, holy rocket shit. launchers. You know, in this in that very present moment, I'm like, damn, you guys are wasteful as fuck. But right, you guys got my back. They were mad. They were pissed <laughs> off. And then they show the jungle, and then there's just that dilapidated. That one little apart. branch goes tink and just falls over. <laughs> but then they they go look, and they're like, there's. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no body. We can't find anything. Then they're looking at Jesse's body, and they're like, there's no powder burns on this wound. There's no shrapnel. And the wound's been instantly cauterized. Right. And then they're searching the jungle, and like, we didn't hit anything. So that means he was, he was hit by a laser. Right. If, you're, if your wounds are cauterized, yeah. that means that they ain't no blood. So it's then over. the girl goes into the jungle, and she finds some glowing green predator blood, like on a big leaf. Uh-huh. But she doesn't really say anything about it right away. And she just kind of wipes it on her pants. Carl, Carl Weather comes and grabs her hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, yep, and she doesn't really say anything. Because at this point, I think she thinks nobody's going to believe me anyway. Because she knows Why it's KY bother? Jelly and, and, glow stick. <laughs> and Glow Stick. There must have been a rave here last night. There's Glow Stick shit. Juice and KY Jelly. Holy shit. Where's the X? Anyway. Jungle fever. Yep. <laughs> So now they're booby trapping their their little position there. Yep. Um, they're setting up traps and trip wires and flares to warn them if something's coming. Right. And then uh, Mac is sitting with Jesse Ventura's body, and he takes a swig out of his out of his flask, uh, flask and he lays it on the body, and he's like, "I don't understand. Like, we went through all these missions, we came out of that a scratch. You and me, you and me, bro, and blah blah." And I put uh, I put on my notes. Oh, it was kind of touching. Like, yeah, it was, man. Like 
that you, you could tell can see these he's dudes fucked up by it. And these dudes had been through some shit together. And he even says later on, he keeps saying he was my friend. Yep. You know, he was yeah, he was messed he up. He was he was distraught. Like you 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 can see it. Like one of the things that I picked up um just with all the actors is they fucking they portrayed the shit out of right. their roles. Well, here's the reason why, and this was one of the trivia's that I didn't read. Mm-hmm. They put them through military training. Gotcha. They, the, all those guys, they put them through real military training together to learn the hand signals and everything, so they could mesh as a group before they even went on set and started that's filming. Badass. So yeah, that's really cool. And all these dudes were like bodybuilders. They were all getting up at like three in the morning, like three hours before they started shooting, so they could work out. Mm-hmm. I think Arnold had a, a, a gym on set, if I'm not mistaken. He probably wouldn't doubt it. He probably did. There was another one that said that Carl Weathers would only work out when nobody was looking, and then he was trying to say he wasn't working out, like he was just like that naturally. <laughs> Come on, bro. And it reminded me of the uh, back to WWF. The, remember the natural Butch Reed? <laughs> he had his hair dyed blonde. The natural. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Right? We know so it. great. We know. Anyway, so... Uh, now the girl's looking at the predator blood again, and they do a cut to the predator, and he's wounded. Right. And now you're getting to see a little bit more of the predator. Like, you're seeing his hands uh, and his wounded forearm. leg. Yep. And he's trying to patch himself up. And um, he's uh, trying to fix his wounds, and you kind of see his helmet a little bit. And then he's... Did he... I can't remember if he was like... Yeah, but say, so so what happens? Because the funny thing is, uh, I was you know as as I was pulling up, that scene was kind of playing. Um, I was listening to you know I, I like listening to you know certain sound bites, so that was the scene that I was listening to coming mm-hmm. up. And um, he yeah he he lets off like it sounds like almost like a jaguar growl yeah. or something, be something that would be fitting in the jungle, but at the same time. It's not of this it's, world. It sounded like a broke dick dog, yeah. dug like an Alabama tick. <laughs> you, you heard it, you know. So you could you could definitely tell because right. it cuts back to them, um, because he, he's going through you know a a, a a certain amount of pain to. And they the they replay this scene a little bit in uh-huh. the second movie. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. When he's in the apartment building, definitely trying to patch himself up, and he screams, ah, uh-huh. and it like echoes through the city. And like the urban jungle, right. you know, but well, I guess that's a story for another time. But um, so then, yeah, so he's fixing himself up. So now they're asking Mac what he saw. Uh-huh. What were we shooting at? And he was like, he kept going, I don't know. I don't know. Those eyes disappeared. Those eyes disappeared. And then um, Poncho says, nothing on this earth could have lived through that. I think they, that, that scene, you know, when they're all shooting is the epitome of, Shoot first. Ask, ask questions, questions later. later. Yep. <laughs> and then Billy does his other good line. There's something out there waiting for us, and it ain't no man. And it ain't no man. And then he looks at all of them and he goes, we're all going to die. And he walks away. Yep. And you're like, well, thanks for that, Billy. That, that's awesome. Appreciate you. Well, positive thinking there. Broke dick dog. Broke dick dog. Yeah, we are <laughs> broke dick dogs in this moment. So uh, then we cut to night, and Mac is still talking. He's like on watch. Uh-huh. But he's still talking to Jesse Ventura in his head. Mm-hmm. And um, they put him on watch first so he could get it over with and get some rest. Because they could tell he was fucked up by right. Jesse Ventura dying. So they were trying to help him out. So then one of the alarms goes off. One of the booby traps gets set off. And something comes flying through the jungle. 
And Mac jumps on him. He's got his knife. He's like, I got you. I got you. And he just stab, 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 just stabbing over and over and over again. I even wrote on my notes, stab, 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 stab. It was like an, it was like an emo song. Stabby, stab, stab. Stab, stab, stab. So. All my friends are dead. Yeah, right. So uh, they, they realized it was a pig. Yep. And they all start laughing at him. And he's mad because they're laughing at him because he killed the pig. But then they're like, where's the girl? And they go, oh, crap, she ran off again. But no, she didn't run off. She was hiding. Yep. She didn't even try to run away. She was just hiding because she knows something's up. Um, so then they realize that Jesse, the body Ventura, Blaine's body's gone. The predator snuck in over their tripwires, took the body and took off before they even noticed. And they're having a conversation saying, I don't understand how it was able to get in here and take the body without anybody realizing without setting any of the wires off or anything like that. So then Billy says uh, it's acting like a hunter. And then all of a sudden, Anna, who they've been translating for the entire movie, suddenly speaks English. I bet you've been speaking. You, you know how to speak you know, English this whole fucking time. Right? Which tells me she knows now, like, I better stop fucking around. Right. And then she starts telling him, Oh, maybe that's later in the story. That's later in the movie when she's telling the story because I don't have it on my notes yet. But anyway, we find out she speaks English and they're trying to get out to the chopper and Dylan's saying, we're only like 12 or 15 miles away from getting to the chopper. We need to move now. And then Dylan says, uh, Dutch says, "Um, if we don't make a stand now, there'll be no one left to get to the chopper. Right. That was one of the other good lines in the movie. And, And it was in the trivia game. Woo. Nice. And then, um, so then they see some more blood on the leaves and they realize that they, it got wounded. Right. And then Arnold's like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Mm-hmm. You know, so now they're realizing, yeah, maybe this thing isn't human, but it's not indestructible. And we and can hurt it. We can kill it. The, the cool thing about the way that he said it that, you know, we talked about was um, it wasn't from a confidence standpoint. It was like realization. Um, right. It was it was that aha moment. Because I, I was saying to Roman before we got on the mics that I always said that line is, if it bleeds, we can kill it. But it wasn't delivered like that because we were talking about what a good actor Arnold is. Right. It was more of like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Like, yeah, like we realize now that we have a chance here. Right. So then they start setting traps and shit again all over the place. Like mm-hmm. they're digging pits and putting leaves over them and they're all pulling down a fucking tree limb to like spring it up like a trap. And um, they're working like I felt like the A-team music should have been playing because it's like a montage <laughs> of them just setting all these traps. Either that or the fucking Jackson 5. Got me working, working oh my day God. and night. <laughs> Got me working, working day and night. <laughs> anyway, um, so then they're all kind of sitting around waiting for one of the traps to go off. They're just waiting. Now they're waiting for it to come to them. Right. And here we go. Why the hell is Max shaving? Like he's said. got a blue disposable razor. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't have any stubble on his face, mm-hmm. but he's shaving, and then he stops, and he just starts pressing it real hard until he bleeds, and then it snaps. And everybody's looking at him like... He's losing his shit. What the heck's wrong with you? He's you know? for sure losing his shit. And you know, there's a line earlier in the movie, Jesse Ventura says to Mac, if you lose it out here, you're in a world of hurt. Right. 
saying, yeah, you got to keep your shit together in a situation like this somewhere out here. So, so, so uh, maybe that was foreshadowing in that moment. Exactly. Right? Especially since he said it to Mac. Right. So knowing that. Because Mac does lose his shit. Because, so, I think maybe he was his handler almost. Mm-hmm. Because. He was kind of keeping him grounded. Right. Keeping him balanced. As soon as he dies, he loses He's his shit. Unwinding. So maybe that maybe he was again maybe he was that that grounding person for right. him. So that's why they worked so well together and that's why he was so fucked up by yep, yep. him passing. So then Anna with her new uh gift of English <laughs> starts telling him a story about how when she was a little girl her grandma used to tell her about men that would disappear from the village and they would find them without their skin or even worse, meaning the, their heads were gone. The kukui? Yeah, and it would only happen on the hottest years. The oh. kukui. <laughs> he pulled up in a convertible with La Llorona and he was like, get in, bitch. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and he talked. they talked about how it only had, happened in the hottest year and she goes, and this year is very hot. And then she said that they called it the demon that makes trophies of man. Damn. And, of course, Carl Weathers has to jump up. I don't believe any of this. This is bullshit. Bullshit. Man, there's just a couple of... He keeps saying, there's two or three guys out there. There's two or three guys out there at tops. Most of them. You know. You can tell from that standpoint, again, from denial. Exactly. He's fucking terrified. So then all of a sudden, Arnold's standing there, and one of the traps goes off behind him. It's the big net. Scoops it up into the air. Well, the predator, they caught it finally. He was trying to sneak up on him. And it scooped him up into the into the net thing, mm-hmm. and it shoots its way out. And um, this is where Poncho gets hit with the log, and it breaks his ribs and fucks him up really bad. Right, knocks him down, and then Carl Weathers, like Dylan, finally sees the predator in the trees. He finally sees the outline. Oh, yeah, oh. and he's like, "Oh, I'll be damned," <laughs> you know. So then, um, Matt takes off. To go after the predator, he's chasing him, and then Dylan goes off after Mac, and they decide that he's going to go get Mac. The rest of them need to head to the border to get to the chopper to get out of there. Get to the chopper. So they split up because now Poncho's all fucked up. Right. They got to help him through the jungle. So now they're trying to get him out of there. So then, um, so Poncho's in bad shape, and then we cut to Mac, and he's singing "Long Tall Sally." Have a good time tonight. Have, and he's clearly lost it. Yeah. He's out of his mind. And uh, he's trying to track down the predator. And then they have Dylan. He's sneaking through the, the jungle. And you hear him. You hear Matt going, hey, Dylan, over here. Over here, Dylan. He's in the tree. So you're thinking, you're thinking it's the predator, like trying oh, to lure him out. Him but it's actually Mac. And Mac's like, look, he's up in the tree, and they're both looking at it. So then they decide that they're going to flank out and like try to surround him mm-hmm. and jump him and kill it. So then they split up, and then Mac's like climbing under this log, trying to be all sneaky, and all of a sudden he looks at his arm, and there's three little red dots. And he's like, I don't remember there being three little red dots on my arm before. And then... Uh, <laughs> it goes up to his head, and here's here's a, a MacGuffin. A MacGuffin. A MacGuffin is like well, the guy's tie is tied in one scene, then not in the next. It's a flub gotcha. in the in the filming of the movie. Uh-huh. So 
he looks up and he's got the three dots on his head and the predator goes and his head explodes towards the camera the back of his head explodes all over the camera and there's blood and everything else on there Uh and he's dead right so then we cut to carl weathers so you have to kind of what you said a MacGuffin. yeah so was that named after somebody i don't know like that, you know that you kind of caught me off guard. I, you know, I got, I feel like I got a pretty good, uh, you know, lexicon. You know, so hearing that, I'm like, hmm. A MacGuffin is an object or device in a movie or a book that serves merely as a trigger for the plot. Oh, okay. So I was talking about a flub, gotcha. not a MacGuffin. I apologize. Gotcha. I'm sure people were trying to strangle me already. A flub <laughs> is what I meant, not a MacGuffin. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Anyway, but look that you know. Oops. Um, that you know that definitely uh, was a, a a word that caught my attention. Right. So now we've learned something. Mm. The more you know. Right. Anyway, um, so then so it was a flub, and right. I'll explain why later. So, then they come back to the group, and Anna wants a gun, and Arnold realized no, it didn't kill you because you weren't armed. There's right. no sport in it. So Arnold's figuring out what's going on, thanks to Billy. So then we head back to Dylan, and Dylan's walking through the jungle, and he sees Mac dead. Here's the flub. Mac's laying over the log, staring straight ahead dead. There is no hole in his head where he got shot. The back of his head exploded, but his forehead and everything is intact. There's no entrance hole. Right. He's just laying there with his eyes wide open dead, and Carl Weathers like, oh, shit, Mac's dead. So then, um, damn, I never would have known that. Right. So then the predator is up in the tree and he sees it and he starts to try to lift his gun to shoot it. And the predator goes, and it shoots down and cuts his arm off. Right. And that's when you got that great scene of his hand laying there, still shooting the gun. And Dylan's like, ah, and he looks down and sees his hand still pulling the trigger on the gun. And then the predator shoots him and he's dead. He's dead. He's done so. Damn, so what, Mac, uh, not Mac, but what's his name? Is always losing. Dylan. He's always losing some extremity. Right? Arm, hand, and, yep. and Happy Gilmore. Yep. That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, so now Carl Weathers is dead. We're back to the group, and they hear him scream. Right. They hear Carl Weathers scream as he dies. And this is where Billy decides he's going to buy them some time. And he's on that log, and they all go over, and he stands there. And he's getting all ready to fight, and he cuts his chest with his knife, God. and he's standing like a badass. Right. I was a little disappointed here, because I thought, I always thought in this movie there should have been more of a fight scene, because right. Billy was such a badass. Right. I think they kind of did him dirty by taking him out like that, because mm-hmm. you didn't even see anything. They're walking through the jungle, and you just hear Billy scream, right. and they're like, oh, well, there goes Billy. There's you Billy. know, I wanted to almost see him get a couple of hits in on the Predator first. Yeah. Like Arnold did at the end, right. which I understand why they didn't do it, because that was Arnold's thing to do at the end say, of the it movie. Was, it was leading up to the climactic. But I really wish movie. Billy would have got a couple of good hits in on that thing or something right. before he got taken out, because he was such a badass. That actor, um, Sonny Landham, uh-huh. on set he had to have a bodyguard. The bodyguard wasn't for him. The bodyguard was for everybody else because he had a notorious bad temper and a short fuse, and he was kind of an asshole. He loved to fight. (laughs) So I thought that was funny that he had a bodyguard, not for his protection, for your protection. I'm like, I knew it was something that, and and if I'm not mistaken, I think um, they said he would get sauced. 
You know, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Get fucked up. And then yeah, let's like an Irishman, let's get drunk and fight. <laughs> put them like up. Put them up. Put them up. Put them up. <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but look, cause, look, I, I was think... a dirty rat uh. that killed my brother. <laughs> put them up. <laughs> All right, uh, well, you were doing the cowardly lion though. Huh? Well, that I was uh, when you said. Uh, you said Irishman, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought of like the Notre Dame uh, oh, the little fighting, fighting Irish. Irish. Look, yeah. the, the put them up, you know. <laughs> but so, that was uh, definitely cowardly. So yeah, so poor Billy. They're going through the jungle. They hear Billy scream. So now Billy's gone. And the predator catches up to him and ends up killing Poncho. Yep. So now Poncho's dead, too. So now it's only Arnold and the girl. Uh-huh. So Arnold gets hit with a little beam in the shoulder, and he falls down. And he screams at the girl. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Like, I tried to muster up the, right. the Arnold. I couldn't. So now it's only Dutch. The girl runs off. And now you got predator vision of him watching Dutch. And then Dutch slides down that thing towards the cliff. And he's like, oh, shit. And he goes <laughs> over. So here's some more trivia. The guy that was the stunt double for that fall into the water uh-huh. blew out his knee doing that stunt. Yeah. yeah. So he falls into the water, and he's swimming around, and then he's climbing up onto the bank after all that, and he's all covered in mud. And he hears a splash behind him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You know what I mean? Like, it, that thing's still following me. That die covered in mud? What the fuck? So, yeah, so he's all covered in mud. And he crawls up under these roots, and um, he is covered in mud. And then this is when we get a full shot for the first time of the Predator. And the Predator comes out of the water, and you see the full glory of the Predator. And you're like, holy shit, that thing's badass. Mm-hmm. You know? So he's there, and he's kind of looking at him. And then the Predator's looking around because he can't see him. And then he ends up shooting off to this other place. And there's like this rat thing or something under a log Mm -hmm. that he saw the heat signature for. So he shoots that and the thing runs away. And Arnold's sitting there because then the predator goes off. And Arnold's sitting there and he has this realization like he didn't see me. And so there's a director's cut of this where right after Arnold realizes that the thing didn't see him. He looks over to his right, and you know what he sees? John Cena is standing there next to him. He doesn't even have mud on him, but the Predator didn't see him either. Word. Word. Oh, my God. I've been building up to this prank. That was uh, funny. I have been, oh, I've been waiting with anticipation for that. All day long. Yo, he, I have been laughing to myself for that shtick yo, all day. That shit was funny. Because, yeah. look, I knew it right away. As soon as the music came on, <laughs> look, I almost started doing the hand wave right? in front of my you face. You can't see me. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so worth it. So, anyway, yeah. I feel like so, we just got Rick rolled. Right. <laughs> so, then Arnold realizes, he's like, he couldn't see me. So then, yeah, so now it's on because he knows exactly what to do, like how to get around this. Um, So then we go to this whole, um, this is when we get to the part where uh, Dutch is now 
preparing to fight the predator. Montage. Yep. So then he's setting up traps and he's making his bow and arrow. Meanwhile, they go to the predator and the predator just throws Billy's body against this tree. And then he rips out his skull and his spine at the same time. Same time. And they show the silhouette of it. Um, he's in the tree and he lifts it up. He's like, ah, he screams because he got his trophy. Oh, you know? It's a trophy. Yep. And so, I think everybody up to this point was just a kill. No, because there's another part where, um, so they go back to Arnold uh-huh. and he's setting up more traps and doing all his thing. Right. Then they go back to the predator. He's got all the skulls. Oh, I do remember that. Okay. He's got all the skulls in a bag thing. And here's the next flub. Max skull is there because it has a big ass hole in the forehead. Boo, you guys suck. So there wasn't a hole, then there was a hole. Right. You know, because you know that's Max skull because he's the one that got shot in the head. Right. And there's a there's a skull, a cleaned off skull with a big old hole in the forehead. So so that was supposed to be Max. Ballistics and trajectory. Right. You know, there's no way that, that you know there can be explosion towards the camera from right. the back of his head without an entry point. Exactly. Yeah. And then he's using some kind of steaming device to get the skin off the skulls. Right. Like so, yeah, he's getting all his trophies together before he goes after Dutch. So then Dutch is greasing up. He's getting more mud and making sure he's all good to go. Mm-hmm. And then there's an awesome wide shot here, the full moon with the waterfall and everything, and it's really beautiful. And then all of a sudden, it's Dutch lighting the torch. And he sets that big ass, or he lifts the torch. He's like, Nyah! like calling the predator out. And then he sets fire to the thing. And it's because he knows the predator has the heat vision. The heat. All that fire is going to throw his, his vision off. Mm-hmm. So he's smartening up. The arena is now set. So now it's almost like it's switched because... Now Dutch is in the trees, and the Predator's passing right by, and he's watching the Predator now. Right. So then he shoots the bow at the Predator with the fire or whatever on it. It hits him, and the Predator's pissed off, and um, his stealth it damages his stealth mode on his suit. Mm-hmm. So now he can see him, absolutely see him for what he is. And um, the Predator and Dutch start fighting. And the Predator's blood's like everywhere, and Dutch is following the trail. And um, now the Predator is above Dutch um, and knocks him off into the water. Mm. And it, like, now all Dutch's mud is gone. So now he's not camoed anymore either. He comes crawling out of the water, and the Predator gets him up against the tree, like he grabs him, slams him up against the tree. And I thought this part was cool because they showed the Predator vision. Mm-hmm. He was examining his skull. Oh, did you catch that? I didn't. He was turning his head back and forth. He was examining his skull. It's like, this is going to be a nice trophy. Exactly. So then he throws Dutch, and he decides that they're going to fight one-on-one. Mano y mano. Because I think he decided, this dude is worthy of this. I don't need to just shoot him. <coughs> I don't need to just track him down and shoot him from a We're going to do this man-to-man. Yeah. Right. So then he... Takes off the helmet and there's little steams going everywhere, and he lifts the helmet off and you get the first look at the predator face. Oh, jeez! Fucking terrifying when yes, you first see it. It is. You're not expecting it. You, you don't, don't know, know what you're gonna yeah. see. Yeah. And then of course Arnold goes, "You are oh, one I'm ugly I'm motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> and then the predator's like, Bleh! with its teeth, and um, 
So then they start fighting hand to hand, and he's beating the living shit out of Arnold. He's just throwing him around. He's like trying to give him a sporting chance, but at the same time being like, I could have killed you at any point. I just want you to know that. I'm just kind of playing with you like a mouse plays, a cat plays with a mouse, kind of. So, um, Dutch like crawls away and he's behind one of the trip wires Mm -hmm. and the predator's coming up on him. He's like, come on, kill me. I'm right here. And then the predator stops like, wait a minute, hang on a tick. Something's not. And the predator starts looking around and then he's like, oh shit. He's figuring out that he's trying to lead him into a trap Mm because he's done it to him one too many times in this movie. Right. So... The predator decides to walk around the other way, and Dutch is like, "Oh crap!" But then he notices that he's got the uh, the stick thing that's holding the 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 rope with the big log on it above him is right there by his feet. So he kicks it, and it falls down and it's smashing the predator. And then he's like, "Oh God, cool! He's finally, you know, I finally did it." Like well, then the logs, huh? I almost Rick rolled you. He's Why? He's got the. I was gonna say right the fight. Um, <laughs> he's got the <laughs> the song. <laughs> as long as it wasn't, he's got the right stuff. No, baby. he's got the, the right to fight. Uh, to party. Sure. What you gotta we? fight. Yeah. For your right. There we go. To party. That's Beastie Boys. Right. I I, I lost it. <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> so then the log starts moving. He's like, Are "You fucking kidding me again? This thing's not dead." And then. He looks and the thing is all but dead. It's it's bloods everywhere. He's gurgling it out of his mouth. Right. And then um he's like, What the hell are you? And then the predator's like, What the hell are you? <laughs> and then he does some little stuff on his wrist. Ding 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 ding. He's resetting his Seiko watch, you know. And it starts counting down and he starts laughing. Ho, 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 And Arnold realizes he's just set an explosive. Uh-huh. So he's like, I better get the hell out of here. So he starts running, and he just hears the echo of Billy's laugh because he's replaying Billy's laugh. Mm-hmm. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, ho, 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 ho. So then Arnold runs, and then the bomb goes off. And this huge-ass explosion. Well, the, the extraction helicopter's flying, mm-hmm. and it sees the explosion. Like, oh, crap, circle back to that. And they go back, and the helicopter pilot is also the guy that played the Predator. Tight. So they swoop in, and then Dutch comes walking out of the jungle. He's blown away, and he's all fucked up. And then they end up landing, and he's extracted. And um, I'm pretty sure that's the movie, right? That's the right. end of the movie. So then, uh, yeah, that's the end of the movie. I don't, I'm like, I, don't, I can't think of any other significance that happens after that because they really don't say anything he gets in the chopper and they leave he he made it to the chopper right so i would like to start doing this at the end i meant to do this last time and i forgot Uh uh-huh what would you rate this movie on a scale from one to ten one being the worst ten being the best so understanding that um you know taking nostalgia and everything out of it um i would rate I'm, i'm i'm a big stickler about you know a perfect ten Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd give it a solid eight, for sure. Yeah, I think I'd give it an eight too. Because I'm like it, it has everything that you want. I don't think there's any any big plot holes in the movie. Right. Um, and, and that's one of the things that I look for. I look for a consistent um, run to, you know, climactic 
part of the movie. Build up. I look. I look for all of that. I look for character development. I mean, everything. One thing I'm glad they didn't do uh-huh. is I heard. I don't know where I heard this, but I heard that originally, at the end of the movie, Anna and Arnold were going to be in love. And I'm so glad they didn't do that. Right. Because that would have just been cheesy and stupid. Yeah. So. Like, like that. My thought is even, even with that, there's been no, I'm I'm like, they, the only interaction they really have is almost killed you. Right. She's now your bitch. Well, and it would only be because you saved my life. Right. Right. So she's now your bitch and get to the chopper. That's pretty much been the only interaction. Right. Right. We've had exactly. Now we, so I'm really glad they didn't do that. But um, I would give this a, a good eight and a half. I think yeah. eight and a half, just because I don't know. Like I don't think I can think of anything that would have improved it at all. Right. But um, and just for the very fact that it still terrifies me, this huh? movie still fucks with my head every time. And I've probably seen this movie fifty times, easily, and it still fucks with my head when I watch it. And I'm that's trying to think what, what I enjoy that. What would be so. What's like a top ten? You know, what's a what's a ten? What's a perfect ten movie? Uh, Lost Boys. Well, you're a cult. You know, that's fucking, that's just me. I, that is your. It's very um. What's the word? Uh. It's very arbitrary. It's arbitrary, really, depending gotcha. on who you talk to. It, it. To some people, it might be some a movie might be a ten. To some people, it's a six or right. a five or you know. I hate that. I know people that would say Blade Runner is a perfect movie. It's a ten, and I'm like. I would give that movie right now a four. So I watched uh, I watched the documentary to Back to the Future, uh-huh. and they were saying that the screen the screen uh, the script or the screenplay or whatever they said it's the perfect. They they've had college courses on it really because it's perfect. Wow! Like and this this is you know they were saying it in the documentary, but this is people that aren't even fans of Back to the Future. Uh-huh. They were saying that it is perfect boom 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 yeah. boom. i was like shit that's you do cool. i did i saw that movie in the theaters and you do walk out kind of bouncing like dude that was cool right i, I saw something you know right. like the first pirates of the caribbean movie was like that yeah, for me. I, to me, the I other like, one's not so much but like the first pirates. one i kind of strutted out of the theater like man that was awesome and i, I like movies that do that i think i can say the same thing about the first narnia i liked i've, I've i liked lying the witch in the world oh yeah 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 um other than that other than the first one right because I remember my dad reading us all of the books. Oh, so okay. Being able to tie the visual to the actual book. Yeah, and it was stuff, it was nostalgic for you. Yeah. It brought something back, and that's that's what movies should do. That's what this whole podcast is about. Absolutely. You know. And I remember, yeah, I remember walking out of the theater after this movie, like, the fuck did I just watch? You know, like, <laughs> oh my, and then. It was cool because then I went to school. When I went back to school, actually before that, I called my friend on the phone. I was like, dude, I just saw Predator. He's like, oh, I saw it too. And we were talking, oh, man, that was awesome. And we were talking about the whole thing. You know, I like this part. Oh, I like that part. Oh, that joke was funny. Oh, you know, like, but even though it wasn't funny. But you know what I mean? Like, I remember that stuff. And it's cool that I still kind of get that feeling. Uh And I wonder if I had not seen this movie till later. If it would affect me the way it does, I think I'm grabbing back to that, right? Like twelve year old me in 1987 and seeing this is, movie and being like, "Which is bad." I've never seen anything like this, and right. I'm scared shitless right now. <laughs> I'm wondering if I'm I'm kind of going back to that every time I watch it because this movie still gives me the fucking creeps. Look, I, I love it. I, I I tell people that um, 
it's I, I usually attribute it to music because music yes, is the absolutely. um is the closest thing we have to a time machine. Yep. Because you can hear a certain song and you know when, where, how everything was going on around you because of that one song. I mean, it's almost to the point to where you can smaste and you know, you can smaste <laughs> smell and taste what you know that moment. Yeah, smaste. It, I got like, you. That's, I got you. Smaste time continuum. Right. <laughs> All right. Without getting too far off topic here, uh-huh. what's an album that does that for you? An um, album. Let's see. Um, 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 uh, it catches an era in your life. <sighs> Because I have one and it's ridiculous. All right, let me ahead. let me hear yours first. Because I'm, I'm gonna, as you're telling them, Hootie and the Blowfish, Cracked Review. Wow, Hootie, dude, huh? that album. Because dude, when that album first came out, it was everywhere. It was big. Gotcha. I got it for Christmas from a friend of mine. Gotcha. I just listened to it all the time. I was like 18 years old. I was just out on my own. Gotcha. We were in the Goodwill the other day, looking around, Ro and I, uh-huh. and they started playing the first song off that album. Uh huh. And um. I was like, I'm in 1996 right now. That's badass. Like, I am literally back in time in my head right now. I can mm-hmm. be standing in ni- 1995, or whatever year it was. It had to be 94, 95, because I was 18. Yeah, I'm. I am in that space and time in my head right now. I can say, you know, uh, if if it's gonna be anything, the one thing that I can really, really, really remember, um, it's gonna be probably 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh shit. Like it, if it's not that one, it's probably the massacre, which is you know the second scene. Right. But I would I would go get rich or die trying because um. Oh man. Yeah. You know you know what I get stuck in my head for two weeks at a time. Wankster. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you heard <laughs> about me. P I M P. But you ain't getting a dollar out of me. That whole do 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 do. Right. That shit always it's gonna be in my head for two weeks. And now. the reason why I go the reason I'm gonna go with uh, get rich or die trying is because. Uh, I didn't know anything about burned CDs or anything uh-huh. like that until that CD. Oh, because it was first piracy. Yeah, I mean, it was bootlegged <laughs> like a motherfucker. I'm into having sex, signed into making love. <laughs> oh my god! It's funny because my friend John and I, um, uh-huh. we always made fun of each other being fat. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, your rap would be, like, I'm into eating cake, I'm into making love. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the candy show. All right, so let's do this. All right. Uh, let's do the legacy BBG meter. I'm All right. do it. BBG. Obviously, the, the, the first B is going to be low because there's no boobs in this movie. Right. But then we got boobs, blood, and guts. That's right? the BBG meter. BBG meter, the legacy's BBG meter. Ooh. So um, let's, let's read so, it. So boobs... That's going to be a solid zero because there aren't any. It's a solid zero. Blood. So just just going off of uh, KY Jelly and... Right. Uh, but it wasn't an exorbitant amount of any blood, really. Right. But I and and I was gonna actually say that too because it's a not it's, it's there's not a lot of blood there's more guts than they blood. used it where they had to use it yes. they didn't use it anywhere where they didn't have to and I remember the first time seeing the predator's blood at at first you you don't know what the fuck it is right but you kind of have an idea right but it, it's not until you see him patching himself up you're like holy yeah. shit and then the girl took it off the leaf and licked it and she was like this is ky yeah like oh. <laughs> so <laughs> i've had um, this in my mouth before <laughs> in regards to that um on a scale of 1 to 10 1 being the lowest 10 being the highest yep um i'm probably going to go with in that regard, because I, I like the creativity of it, uh-huh. a 10. 
Really? Yeah. I, I think I would give it a six or a seven. Gotcha. Because there's not a bunch of blood. Okay. And in regards it's to used, that. But it's used very smartly, very wisely. And and uh, so knowing that, um, I'll go eight because right. I, I can I All can right. appreciate that because yeah. no, not even eight because like there's not enough blood to say this was a Because even when people are getting limbs cut off and shit, there's not like samurai blood flying everywhere. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's not like Kill Bill right. blood. Was, <laughs> yeah. And then on the, I think. And they were carterized. That's why. Exactly. However, uh-huh. I think on the last one, on the guts meter, uh-huh. I would give that a very high, like an eight or a nine. There we go. Because there were a pile right. of guts everywhere. Everywhere. Every, everywhere. Every time they turn around, there's a pile of guts with somebody shitting it. Like, mm-hmm. there's a dog tag. There's some gear. And then that used to be somebody, I think, like, you know. Holy shit. Like, when they found Hawkins, they're like, I'm pretty sure that's Hawkins. Like, right. no way. Like, yeah, I think that used to be Hawkins. You know, and then he's drippy. And it's just dripping. So, BBG. So, so BBG. I'm going to go zero. A BBG. No, You're no. nasty. No, no, gu- uh, no boobs. Yeah. Blood. I'll, like you said, I would go about a six. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of feel like. I'm going six, and the reason why you know I changed it to a six um, is because you brought up a good point. There's not a lot of blood, but I think the creativity with the blood—it was very well done. Yes, I think that that you know scores it a little higher than I would. Right. And then and and uh, for the guts, definitely an eight because there's yep, piles of shit everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> you can't throw a rock without hitting a pile of guts in this movie. Right. Anyway. All right. Let's take a look at what we're doing next time on the 700 Tapes Podcast. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Low profile. You understand the meaning of the words low profile? Sure. Two of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called a punch. I'm going to ask you one question, and all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? Yes. Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. This is my kind of place. But it's going to be one hell of a night. We might be in trouble. We have a bunch of fucking vampires out there trying to get in here and suck our fucking blood. Now, their only chance is to fight back. Oh, yeah! Harvey Keitel, George Clooney... Quentin Tarantino, Juliet Lewis. Welcome to slavery. No thanks. I already had a wife. From dusk till dawn. I'm excited because I don't really have to take notes on this movie. I've easily watched this movie 200 times. Same here. So I am totally stoked about our next project. And, uh, you want to know the the line that pops up into my head right away? Which one? Uh, the devil's lap dog. <laughs> oh yeah, he goes. Uh, I like it when he says. Uh, okay, so for those of you who don't know, I used to do. Uh, I used to be in a Christian rap core band back in the day. I don't even know if you knew that. No, I did not. Back, we'll talk about this a little more on the on the episode. <laughs> but I wanted to sample that part where he goes. Harvey Keitel goes. I'm a mean 
Mm, mm, servant of God. <laughs> I just always thought that would be cool way to start a, a song. But we'll talk about that more next time. Um, Let me find out you can fucking one, rap. Two, three. We will talk about that on the next episode of the 700 Tapes podcast. This has been Predator. We are going to leave you with the musical stylings of Austrian Death Machine. This is Get to the Choppa. And uh, you got anything to add to that? You doing good? That shit. Like, this was a badass, you know, for our second fucking. It was fun. I had a lot of fun. Our second show. I think this one was bad. I want you guys to know we were going to try and keep this short. I think you guys are in for a, a long ride with us. Yeah, hell yeah. We're running 230 again on this one. And it didn't even feel like it. No. So, you guys, if you're into long podcasts, if you like a long one, I got one for you. <laughs> so, with that being said, oh, one thing I forgot. I am giving away a copy of Predator on VHS. I forgot to mention that earlier. Uh-huh. It is the actual copy I watched to make my notes. Nice. I will send this to you. Uh-huh. All you got to do is like us on one of our platforms on SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, CastBox, Spotify. Give us a like and um, listen to the podcast and like it, subscribe, follow us, do something to get our attention. Uh And I will pick someone at random over the next couple of days. I will email you from the 700tapes at gmail.com. Get your address, and I will send you this video cassette. Hell yeah. And that's the bottom line, because Jasperino said so. So do that. Follow us. Subscribe to us, and you could get a free tape. Do that. Do it now. I command it. I am Jasperino. I am here with the man, the myth, the legacy. And (laughs) we are bidding you farewell. Get to the chopper! Do you want more of a...